listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Sweet. Still is pain. If I would have grew up to be a doctor, my nephews would have grew up to do the same. Same, same. But since I grew up through the game and my influence is the same, and my therapy is music, they act so you would change. If I would wish you could separate the two things, I could not, so my answer to you remains. I could walk down the hall of mirrors and sigh and be so satisfied when I look myself in the eyes. No shame, no tough. Just big boats and tearing the coats up Tight coops like I'm wearing a roadster Putting the coop and hugging the holster Oh, alright, alright And it may not be what you call perfect But, but it's my life uh, My life uh, My life uh, My life Once again, so I make no apologies Crooked policies so a G and nigga gotta be playing for property, no monopoly. So I'll pass go and let my nephew follow me. They say the child shall lead, so I'll take it far as I can and then we shall see. Shall we dance with the devil for a beat? I pray to God I ain't got two left feet. Do the hustle, put keys in the street, then the ballroom dancing, keep keying in the sweep. Sweet, BBs on the feet, TVs in the seat, enemies on the creep. So corrupt, soak it up, it's less than every fuck up One day you're up, next day you're down Long as you stay the same, it'll come back around Oh, alright, alright And it may not be what you call perfect But, but it's my life, my life, my life, my life Once again, it's my life I'm even better, I'm even better Best thing about it is my niggas eating together We're each endeavor, we reach levels Niggas ain't seen in life forever I'm hyper off and made all my parts rich I can't vouch for you if you ain't a part of this Part of me is a parvey my wrist As a parlay my chips Oh, alright, alright American gangster, gangster businesses Like I'm white, but I'm not I'm just right So fly with no fear to fly uh, So if y'all hear me fly Then you think you can make it this far without Woo! I say, what's next? What's next? What's N-X-E-T? It's me, Warren to the motherfucking G. Flowing with the little homie named Malik. Yes, everybody will just tweak off the new style. I ease that we got. Yes, it's me, Warren G on the block. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house. Yes, we are. In the house like a boss. Uh, like been, a boss. Been in the house a lot today. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yes, we will. But uh, it's a Thursday episode of another very special episode. No guest today. Um, for some reason, I thought Justin was coming today. Then I looked at my text messages and it said the fourth. So my bad. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just us. And uh, I think that's kind of appropriate. I um, do. I thought about it. I said, you know what? Yeah, it probably just need to be us. With all the events that happened today, it probably doesn't do need to be us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, of course, I mean, you guys should know everything there is to know about the show, but maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you never heard of us before. Uh, you can find us, uh, at theblackouttips.com, mm-hmm. or you can go on iTunes, Facebook, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, all these other outlets, Tumblr, just Google Plus, all kinds of places. Just search the black guy who tips and our podcast will come up. Now it says the black guy, but it's not just me. It's actually a duo on the show, a husband and wife team, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
uh and that's uh me and my wife karen and we do this show three times a week the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny how about i say you know not to ask me the motto well uh <laughs> I, don't know. I thought you would know it after the 470th <laughs> time that i said it nope i always screw it up all right well that's the motto of the show if anybody uh is wondering Yep, because I'd be like, ain't nothing wrong if it's funny. You'd be like, that is your damn motto. Shit, don't ask me. Well, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's wrong if it's funny. And uh, and I always go, ain't. I don't know why I like because I'm country. I'd be like, ain't nothing wrong if it's funny. <laughs> no, that's, that's not the motto, Karen. <laughs> Sound like that should be on like a barbecue t-shirt or some shit. Yes. Um, ain't nothing wrong if it's good, girl. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can uh, check us out uh, at that at the place I just named. Uh, while you're there, you might want to hit the donate buttons. Uh, we have recurring donations, one-time donations. Uh, everything helps when you give it to the poor. Plus, uh, you have uh, subscriptions where you can put your email address in, be updated mm-hmm. on everything going on with the site. Uh, people that are um, have their subscriptions uh actually know about my new profession that i just started this week so ah yes they've been getting emails about it and every time i update the site so good for you guys and thanks for uh we'll talk about that too um don't forget you can also check out the store we have a tumblr account mm-hmm. um and uh you can donate your account all this stuff right on the page um and the about section has all the contact information if you want to email the show or anything like that uh you know things Things of that nature, because we do have a feedback show on Saturday mornings, and uh, it's really easy to get in contact with us and get your voice heard on the show, because everybody always has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. An unofficial sport. Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. That's right. It's a fun game for the whole family. Easy to play. Simple to do. That's my favorite part of the whole damn song. Don't ask me why. A sports game created down here in the loo. Oh... <laughs> um, I like when he started having to uh, try to wedge them big words in there, and it wasn't fitting with his cadence. Mm-mm. And he was like, even the physically handicapped could, uh, he tried to like play this game. Um, but also, those of you guys who follow the website, you should know about our guest appearances for the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I posted that today. Um, we had, uh, in addition to the article, Black Podcast Bring the Barbershop to the Internet in the Huffington Post. <laughs> <laughs> we fancy huh hmm. indubitably uh but in, in addition <laughs> to that uh we also had um uh we went on scarcasm live a casual conversation uh episode yeah. episode 214 tanking and uh it was really like uh tanks of mass destruction between karen and sherry <laughs> Uh, having a good old-fashioned tank off it was pretty bad and uh I love me some sherry we were also on geese gone raw uh uh episode uh 16 of the alive and woodbury, woodbury pack mm-hmm. podcast which is a podcast about uh the walking dead mm-hmm. and we were on the episode after morgan the episode was about morgan so we talked about that um had a good time uh i was on the firestarter podcast episode 78 respect the shooter and uh obviously y'all know when we get together things get silly pretty fast and uh we had a good time um karen was on uh the insanity check podcast 386 i don't work here yep and then me and karen were kind of on 387 savages i snuck on we weren't really (laughs) scheduled to be on no we weren't scheduled but they were gonna have a discussion about uh rape culture and it sounded like chris was about to just be like it's nothing you can do about it just fuck these people so i felt Hold like people accountable Mm-mm. yeah i felt like i would like to at least have another 
opinion involved mm-hmm. <laughs> before he went off that deep end because chris jumped off the bridge chris will hit the nuclear option on some shit real quick like you know what fuck all this thinking about this fuck everything um so yeah i got involved and got to talk to him um and i was on the evening jones uh march 4th episode um and i always try to get on the evening jones people always ask me are you gonna be on the evening jones because you know when i come on there i normally close the show with bo we have a good time just yes. kicking it making mm-hmm. jokes laughing about sports shit um but it happens on the same day that i play basketball mm-hmm. so it really depends on how good or bad basketball was that day because True. if i'm winning i will not be home by eight or eight thirty if i'm losing and i am and i do make it home in time then that just means that uh my team fucking sucked ass and uh <laughs> <laughs> i gotta i'm gonna go on with Bo just to kind of alleviate my my uh pain so um that's why that that's always uh toss up if i'm gonna make that show or not but obviously I, I love being on there if i could i'd be on there every time um uh what else oh and um let's see what else i was gonna say yeah yeah so we got sponsors let's do this we need to get them some props because these are the people that pay for the show and my only source of income now so we need to definitely i know right be propping these people up um today's podcast is brought to you by rod and karen's fine work in that audio play section mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now when you go to their audio play page you can get all six we big time we got our own page baby mm-hmm. all six of the audio plays for just four dollars Click on the TBGWT pack link and buy all six audio plays at once for the insanely low price of four dollars. That includes Hate Puppy, which I, you know, I think has uh, now become my finest hour uh, in the studio because uh, I got to be Travis Hagler and I did like my white surfer boy voice, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, and I had to freestyle rap. Um, yes you did sir much harder than you think when uh, you're rapping about yeah, a uh, fictional harder. situation involving, <laughs> involving a fictional tv show in a fictional voice um also fire my ass uh while i play a, a, well a nigga that gets fired which is mm, <laughs> mm. Mm, close to reality foreshadowing mm. fries <laughs> uh fries where karen cusses me the fuck out uh i think that is karen's finest work uh die on directing shit and drive through that's six audio plays for $4, man. Uh, it's on our special page, shadowdialproductions.com slash tbgwt.html. Um, and like I said, you'd be helping the show out tremendously whenever you do that because it keeps them sponsoring us and that's income we can depend on. Um, so thanks to y'all that, that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think I just read the wrong copy. So, but uh I'll let me read the right one. Uh today's podcast is also sponsored by the comedy short film Perspective, starring friend of the show Kelly Ryder and directed by friend of the show John Fouts. Uh we met Kelly. Um she's fifteen going on twenty five. Ain't she though? Um kick ass yeah, well, MMA. Your ass. Yeah. Uh she got in a rap battle on the show. She um, sure did. I think she may be the first person to ever rap on the show. Um seriously. And uh follow really closely uh by the other dude that rapped i don't want to tank his name so i'm not gonna say it yeah because yeah. i know i'll tank it too don't yeah. definitely don't ask me i was just about to make up one um, so. <laughs> I know, right? i was like d uh wait a minute i don't remember how i ended <laughs> i'm not trying to, to tell his name to pieces eject eject i eject out that shit like uh them cobra helicopter drive rider uh 
pilots when they when they when they know they're gonna crash yeah <laughs> i was like i'm eject uh but you can watch it instantly for only four and a half bucks at shadowdollproductions.com slash per.html uh it's about how people depending on how people know you they see a different perspective of you mm-hmm. so kelly plays like six fucking different characters yes and, she does uh it's really good man and uh uh dexter describes kelly's character rose as ratchet as hell that is in the copy so uh <laughs> that's that's kind of sponsor that we have um all right man um let's talk about random thoughts and all kinds of stuff that's been happening this week um but first we must get sexy let's do this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um let me find some sexy music real quick um is this sexy enough yes it is all right i understand the ladies think of jill scott a lot of times they think of getting dicked down yeah she looks good that's what i've been learning from twib after doc these days Uh oh apparently women think about dick while thinking about jill scott <laughs> i say thank you jill scott yeah she got a lot of boobies thank you indeed fellas and ladies are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom hmm? have you been fantasized about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie has someone been getting in the way of your love i hope not well here's an offer you won't be able to resist you go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Mm-mm. When you get your 50% off, you also get three, count them, one, two, three free adult DVDs of slow motion white people with yes. musical backing and everything. Yes, and this, and also, uh, listen to the music. This is let you know that, uh, you, she will fight you if you try to take her dildo out of her hand. This is about yeah. whooping some ass. Don't get in the way of what she wants to feel, y'all. Oh, you better not. Um, plus, you get a free extra gift that's so central I can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com for the special offer. Get your discounts. 50% off of one item, just about any item when you pick out. Uh, when you put in the code TBGWT when you go to check out. And you also get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Mm-hmm. So use alpha code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Yeah, you better you better back down before you get smacked down and let her enjoy her toy that she's ordering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of ordering, I just hit, uh, I got that email from the Carnal Dish. Mm-hmm. And it was saying that they had some uh, Sandys and some... Um, some uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh some brownies and some cookies in. And uh I did them Steve Harvey eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even, I don't even know why he he told me he asked me. I was looking like Nick, what you asking me for? Yes. I tried to ask Karen like like she Like, like I was gonna be responsible and go, No, dear, no. So, so we could be partners in the crime. <laughs> I was like I was not trying to be responsible. I was like, Hey, you want some brownies from uh <laughs> I was like, uh, yes, sir, for they get sold out, sir. Other than right now, please. It's like the lottery when you get that shit. You better order us quickly. That panic was real. I was, I was like, I was like, you sit here too. You know, it's, it's like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ticketmaster. When you go on, you only, you only can hold it for like 15, 15 seconds. Right. And then it bumps you out. Like, I heard about the brownies before I heard about the cookies. So, 
it's like that panic get was real i was like oh i just uh maybe i should wait until you know some things have uh you know but the, mm-hmm. no time like the present you know i'm a, uh mm-hmm. i went through some hard times i'm gonna treat myself through it i'm just gonna treat through it eating these, these delicious was, treats i was not being responsible yeah so you know why he asked me probably got like 12 pounds of brownies are coming in the mail now oh, yes because uh i know no cookies weigh like four pounds man oh yes they yeah. delicious that's what you do to burn the calories you just lift the cookies up and you just do curls and as you eat them <laughs> yes that's how i've been doing it um so yeah uh last night the heat's when the streak came to an end it did Mhm. Yep. And uh, I, I got me mad. And uh, uh, everybody, I didn't even. Everybody was thinking I was gonna go do Comic Sans, but I'm not celebrating the haters. Like my thing Mm-mm. isn't to find the people that hate on LeBron when he's doing bad, because they're not actually mad. They're happy. Yes. So people was like, "You gonna do Comic Sans? No, not tonight. That's the worst night to do it. Is I when they celebrate it. Mad." Yeah, I want to do it when he gets a win and they still like, fuck LeBron, you know? Like tonight, they're not, like last night when they said it, it was different. It was like, fuck LeBron, but they were laughing at him because he didn't get a winning streak, even though his team now has the second most wins in a row ever in NBA history. Somehow that's, uh, something to ridicule last night. I guess so. But, um, anyway, uh, so that winning streak came to an end and, uh, my winning streak came to an end at work. Uh, it sure did <laughs> i now work with uh tommy from martin yes you do so if you know I, you ain't got no job boy <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all work at the same place the unemployment yeah we work place. in the, the building downstairs uh downtown the big building yeah the big building the shiny one yeah you know the big building mm-hmm, around the corner yeah mm-hmm. on that street that street don't nobody know name of that one right there mm-hmm. yeah i found out i didn't have a job in the most fucked up way too yes you did because well what was happening like first um I was playing ball last night, doing pretty good. I was trying to get home in time to be on the Five Starter Podcast, right? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm running a little late, so I, I, I emailed them like, hey, might be 8.20, 8.30 before I get home. Is that cool? And they were like, yeah, that's cool. No problem. Um, so right when I put the phone down, I got an uh, update. There was a message from Facebook. And it was one of my coworkers. I won't name him just in case somebody hears this one day. I don't want him to get in trouble. But uh, it was like, hey, uh, sorry to hear about what happened at work today. Uh, my, I wish the best. I know I'm kind of quiet at work, but I wish you the best for you and your family. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Like, and then the other thing is like his Facebook name is different than his real name. Yeah. Like, like he goes by something else, but his Facebook name is like his full name. But I guess he goes by his middle name in person, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm like, who the hell is this? It can't be who I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I check it out. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, I I I just respond back like, what happened at work? Because <laughs> I wasn't at work yesterday. I called in sick. Yes, you did. Um, I, I had been noticing I wasn't having as much shit to do and it was really frustrating because I come to work to work, you know, and when there's not a lot to do, it, I'm not one of those people that like, Oh, I could put my feet up on the desk. I got it made. I, I started being like, why isn't there anything to do? You know what I mean? Like, well, other people seem to have shit to do. What's going on? Right. 
so uh you know I, i'm sitting up here like okay um this ain't cool that i didn't have shit to do and now i get this message and shit is just kind of adding up i've been kind of remember i talked about on the show before where everybody on my team got moved to night shift but you, not me that's right so i was like man this shit feels like the okie doke i've and been you just got a review right my review was perfect by the way so it's like you did everything right you didn't reach one goal but that goal nobody reached because we didn't do a good job managing that goal so you really were exemplary as employee i'm like okay well i guess i should feel good about that i mean you wouldn't lay off somebody that is a good employee compared to people that like use vacation days for sick time and shit right oh wrong wrong they would but um so he was like uh he so when I asked him what happened, he just hit me back with his phone number. So I'm like, okay, this fine. must be serious. Yeah, like he don't even want to say this shit on Facebook or it's too complex or something. Yeah, he's like somebody, somebody might see it. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, a bunch of people got let go today, like twenty something people. I heard your name was on the list. I was like, well, I was sick today, so I don't know if I'm on any list or not. Yeah. You know, but I know I was sick, so um. Maybe people might have thought I got let go because since you wasn't there, because I wasn't there. Yeah, like you got the tips that, uh, uh, ahead of time. Was like I ain't coming in. Yeah, but he was like, "Well, you know, you'll know in the morning, I guess, when you come in." I was like, "I guess I will," because, uh, you know, I don't know anything yet, you know, really. But then I started thinking. I remember Wednesday, I went to go put in a vacation, a half day for Friday, so I could watch. I mean, so I could take off that a half day. I was thinking like, well, I'll just go to a bar, watch the tournament games, relax, mm-hmm. maybe go to the movies or something. Just chill because I didn't have enough work, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I go to log in. It's like access denied. I was like, access denied? I put the right password in. Uh-oh. The credentials were accepted. And I was oh, like. Oh, they probably had already had it programmed in the system. Right. But see, this uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the same issue. But it turned out it was a system error and they just need to reboot the system and it worked fine for everybody. Mm-hmm. But this time it was happening and I was like, wait a minute, why isn't this shit working? You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here like, this doesn't make sense that, um, is that I'm, you know, that I'm having to use a workaround to go put in a vacation day, but I didn't think much about it. You know, it's like, whatever. Uh, it's near the end of the day. It could be anything. I don't have time to check on this shit. So I'll worry about it later. Um, so I'm putting that clue together in the car on my way home. I'm like, man, maybe something is going on. You know, maybe it is. Maybe I am on the list. I don't know. So I, I go to do Firestarter podcast. First thing I told him was like, uh, this might be a kind of crazy show because I'm sitting here with uh, a glass of scotch with uh, like. <laughs> yes, three, you did. With, like three, with a beer. Three ice cubes in it, uh, two beers uh, and some Gatorade for some electrolytes. Uh <laughs> So <laughs> I went to bed. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what this show gonna turn into. Uh but you know, nigga might not have a job in the morning and I won't know till the morning apparently, because uh, I didn't come to work today. Um so uh I tweet I, I, I texted another coworker, I was like, Hey, you, you know anything about this? And they were like, No, I don't know anything. So I'm like, Okay, cool. They hit me back, I was like, Well, I just talked to somebody else and they said like these people got let go. And I was like, oh, word, damn, well, I heard I might be on the list. And, and, and they were trying to make a joke, but they were kind of serious. It was like, well, the way that we do it at our job, our company's known for being cold-blooded, so if your car don't work, then you'll know what's up. Hey, yeah. So I was like, 
yeah i guess so if my car doesn't work i was like i get you know i was like you serious she's like i'm i'm joking but, but, but i'm not joking yeah yeah so um I, in the morning i'm getting going going to work like i couldn't sleep all night really like i i will i will go to sleep for a little bit then i wake up like and be looking at the clock like i wanted to get it over with you know mm-hmm. um and it was this weird feeling because i think for most people if they found out they were getting let go from their job there's kind of a um anger or sadness mm. maybe not, not for me i was kind of looking at this shit like christmas a little bit me son and, and and the thing about it is my son because we had to talk i was like i looked at you know i looked at roger i was like son let's get to work on this podcast <laughs> like that's immediately what i said i was like you know what i hate you lost your job nigga you can get on my insurance but you know what let's get to making some money son yeah so <laughs> i wouldn't be mad yeah i wasn't sure like how karen was gonna take it uh but you know that, i feel like that's the most uh supportive way to take it um and i'm and i'm happy for that um because you know it's still like uh the impetus of this show this it all started when i was laid off from my old job mm-hmm. three years ago or so now yeah and you, and you know what i'm gonna tell you this i don't know why roger's jobs and my birthday all correlate because when roger got laid off three years ago i was 30 years old he took the day he was off on my birthday. This nigga get a call from his job on his day off to come in so they could let him go. My birthday is Tuesday. Yeah. They couldn't even wait till Tuesday. They was like, you know what? We ain't gonna wait till April the 2nd. We gonna lay him off before her birthday so they could celebrate her birthday together. So your jobs and my birthday just, just correlate together. Yeah. So technically this is the second time I've got laid off on my day off. Yeah. On his day off and around <laughs> my birthday. Seriously. Like, right. like the first time it was literally, I turned 30, you know, <laughs> and it was a few more days. I turned with 34, 30, 33, 34, yeah. so around in there. Well, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like, all right, let me go into work. Right. So I go to the front door and if you get there after seven, you can just walk in mm. if you get okay. there before seven you need yeah. to scan your card yeah like my job yeah yeah so i go to scan my card because i i was anticipating this shit so much i like made it to work at record time even <laughs> even with frost on the windshield and everything now if this would have just been a regular day that i was trying to take my ass to work it would have taken forever to defrost i wouldn't mm-hmm. have got there on time would have been seven minutes late but um you know this is a day where i was like uh you know, let's get this shit over with. So I'm like in the car. And the thing is, in my mind, I prepared like this is going to sound weird to people, but I prepared for the worst possible result, which is that I was not going to be let go and that I would basically be walking around with my briefcase and my fruit and all this stuff and snacking throughout the day and all that stuff sitting at my desk. Uh, my soul slowly was crushed. Um <laughs> So I was prepared for that, but in my, but I was hoping like, please don't work. Please card don't work. Don't. <laughs> Let me just get this over with. Let's like, don't wait till nine o'clock. Don't wait till noon. Like someone come I, talk to me. Yes. After you, right away. Give me a, you know what? I would rather get a call or a text. You know, like that was like, you, I'd rather them text you be like, you know what? D- don't eat, don't eat. We're about coming in. 
Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think that's impersonal. I ain't got up at my bed. I ain't waste my gas. Maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. Just don't waste my time. Yeah, so um, another dude's like, oh, I must not like you for some reason. Some white dude. He ain't working my company. He worked like a floor up. He like, uh, must not like you for some reason. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, he opens the door. He's like, come on, let's go. Uh, I'll say, what floor are you going to? He's like, uh, fourth or something. So I'm on the third. So I get off on the third. I'm by myself in this uh, corridor. And you have to run the scanner to get in the building. And we had the most security ever for the kind of company we are. So, of course, I try to run my cart. Nothing. Uh-oh. Second time, nothing. Just stays red like Terminator eyes. <laughs> ah! Nah. Right like, nah, a- son. Right about then, I look up, and in the, like, conference room in the general area is, like, our HR lady and some dude. I don't know who this dude was. Oh, did, did, though they seen you or something? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. They, so I guess they were waiting on me to show up. So <laughs> it's like, uh, she started walking towards the door, and now they don't know that I know that today's the day, possibly. Yeah. And that I've been, f- I, you know, I've been warned. I've been thinking about it all night. So mm-hmm. I'm, there's no shock in my, yeah. You know, and a lot of times, a lot of times, some of them people have compassion, but a lot of times it's part of their job. So a lot of that compassion is left. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they'll pretend like they hurt because they know people, a lot of people fall to pieces. Right. Because they define their job as, as, as who they are and who they are is their job. Yeah. And for me, I've lost job before and stuff like that. And so my definition of, of job is kind of different and, I guess, uh, well, finish your story before I say this. Go ahead. Well, okay. So, um, she, so, so she sees me swiping my car and now I have to pretend that I'm surprised even though I'm not. Oh. And I also have to pretend to be sad even though I'm happy. Why you got to pretend? Because I don't, I don't like. Oh, you don't want them to be tipped off. Yeah, yeah. She's going through her routine and I'm supposed to go through my I'm, sad employee okay. routine. I, I can't be like, yes. My number has been pulled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? <coughs> <coughs> Plus, at that moment, I didn't know if we were getting severance or what. Okay. You know. So I didn't want to be like, uh, you know, I could have got pulled in there and be like, "We're terminating you with calls. Get the fuck out, nigga. You ain't getting shit. And we're gonna deny the unemployment." Then I would have been mad, right? So I wanted to. Be, yes. I needed to at least pretend to be sad because I don't want no problems, right? So. She pulls me in. So first of all, I, I, I go, I was looking at, I was like, for some reason, my car is not working. And then she just did. Try to act to be surprised. Mm-hmm. And then she just did this look like what people do at a funeral. Oh when, Lord. When somebody dies, how they just like be like, mm hmm. Now mm-hmm. come, come right this way. You know how in a movie, whenever somebody is like, he can't be dead. He's still alive. And that other person has to be like, mm you know, he's dead. You know, and like kind of hug you. She did that, and like she grabbed my arm, like come on this way, baby, and like <laughs> walked me into this room. And uh, they're like, "Would you like to have a seat?" And uh, so I sit down, and it's always weird in these conference rooms because it's like fifty-seven seats, but it's two or three of us in the room. Yep. <clears throat> so I'm just sitting there, like, okay, what's up? And uh, they're like, okay, I need your card. So I gave my card and shit. And uh, they was like. Well, we had to let some people go yesterday. We let 20-some people go, and uh, uh, you were one of the positions that were terminated. Um, so 
uh here's everything you need to know about you know health insurance they're just running down all this stuff and they don't know that it's not my first rodeo so i'm kind of like knew that knew that yeah knew that, you know um and they didn't give me any important stuff which is like how long is severance and stuff like that mm-hmm. which i guess i get mailed to me um in the next couple of days or something so we'll see what that looks like but um yeah i was i was basically like okay um so uh that took like 10 minutes to run down mm-hmm. and uh, i'm like well seven ten. uh really no need for me to nothing else for me to do do uh can i get my stuff from my desk or what like y'all gonna mail it to me or what uh so they were like well nobody's here so that's right because you get there so early in the morning before most people come in exactly i get i get there before most people uh because i'm industrious hard worker uh and uh so they were like you want to um get your stuff or whatever yeah no problem just uh go to your desk how long you think it'll take you pack i was like i don't know five minutes three minutes you know, not like I'm gonna be trying to, to to kick it, and I'm definitely not going around speaking to nobody. Ain't that the truth? Why start now? So, um, I packed up all my shit, and uh, you can see like the new employees look like, oh man, he's he's losing his job, and in my mind, I was trying not to fist pump and be like, suckers, what? you're stuck here, all your dreams, all your hopes. But I was just what? like, oh, it's like, oh man, it's uh. so, yeah, it's, it's a heavy burden. And uh just gotta take this walk to the car. Like honestly, the most embarrassing part is packing your shit up, by the way. Like, even if you want to leave, it's still you packing your shit up and carrying it. And yeah. so that what everybody feels is one thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if uh what you feel is another. So it doesn't matter what you do, everybody kinda feels like, Oh no. Poor guy. You know, like it doesn't matter how you feel. And, and, and you know what? And, and the thing for me um, is that uh, if they stop me before I get in there, I got everything on person. So mm-hmm. I'm be like, all right. No, um, ain't nothing up there. Mm-mm-mm, I don't need nothing up there. So you don't have a fan or anything? Do I have? No, they keep that $5.50 fan. I'm out. Nah, see, I want my shit. I'm, I'm not like you. I, I was like, give me all my shit. Anything. That, matter of fact, I brought a keyboard and uh, a yeah. mouse in from home. Oh, that's coming back now. That's yeah. I got like all that. my shit. I got. I didn't even want that shit. I just went and got it. So, um, I was yeah. I was like, fuck that. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, let me as go far ahead. As like my personal personal stuff, but no, everything that I immediately need is mm-hmm. on person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have anything I didn't immediately, but I wanted all my shit. I want my lotion. I bought the, some good lotion too. You know what I mean? I didn't buy no cheap ass lotion. That shit was like $10 a bottle. Like, I, I want my shit, man. So, I packed all my shit up and, uh, you know, got my, my hauls. I had some, you know, I had some good stuff in there. Multivitamins, you know? Um, so I, I got all my stuff, uh, the popcorn that I never could pop because, the motherfuckers used to make me wait to break the pop popcorn, even though I'm a grown fucking ass adult. They'd be like, Baby, oh. Baby, I ain't even gonna lie. Between me and you, I hated that job. I wasn't even working the fucking job. I ain't even gonna lie. Because I could just see the, the, the stress on your face at times, the frustration on your face. And I ain't even gonna lie. I know a lot of people treat unemployment differently. Mm-hmm. But nigga, when you, I almost was like, yes. I'm saying, it wasn't no sadness, with no disappointment. I went, you know what I said immediately? Nigga, we could do more podcasts. I'm like, let's make this shit five days a week. I was already making plans. 
fuck this we got all the free time in the world now i was like i work just tell me when to be there after work and i'll be there nigga you make all the plans i just show up and start beatboxing the background <laughs> i don't give a damn let's go make this money son uh yeah you try to be a podcast uh podcast diddy um <laughs> yes yes i was playing mm, ain't no tears in my eyes i'm crying for mm. but yeah so um you know that was my thing too was like um the whole time they were talking i was thinking about the show because i was like man this means i can do shit that i really like yes and, and what not, you want to do not just be stuck here not able to pop popcorn or leave my desk to get a soda or you know just so much shit that where it was like adults shouldn't have to deal with this and i've never had another job outside of minimum wage mcdonald's where you this wh- has been the environment you know i've never had a job with scheduled breaks before uh you know and i understand the people that might have used to been working there might have been children Mm -hmm. but i came from an environment where i'm a fucking adult you don't need to watch me like that and you don't have to worry about me um you know bugging like that uh i'm just gonna come do my job Mm -hmm. there's no need for me to try to get over on you but but so many people do so like and a lot of that starts from like the top of top management and it kind of trickles down as much as they try to pretend but a lot of that is just people monitoring people watching and 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 i think that's what's frustrating that's why your boy was like fuck y'all and bounce yeah yeah. you know because he's like yeah i don't care why should i yeah and the thing is too man like um because i did think about that how you said they don't give you two weeks notice no but uh you know they do give you severance and that last check so that's like some kind of notice but uh i know what you mean but the other thing too that i was thinking about um was the job for me has always been kind of like um a fail a failure because it was like it's not what i want to do yes yes I think before this, I didn't have something that I love to do in my life like the podcast. True. And having that is like a different, it gives you a whole different mentality when you're at work. It's like a completely different mindset because I'm at work and I'm thinking about the show and I'm thinking about what to do. I'm thinking about making it better. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what the recognition we're getting and stuff like that. Yes. You know, and all kinds of things. And sometimes I I think that people don't really realize that how much we think when me and Roger go to dinner, we're out. We're constantly talking about we have so many ideas that we throw on the table that we're like, fuck it. We got to work. We we just don't have time to dedicate to do the research or whatever it is that the extra time that we need. And in my book, I, I feel like this. And I don't mind working, but I feel like this. If you're going to dedicate more time at something than you do at home having sex with your wife spending time with your kids you spend more time doing your job than you do anything else um everybody doesn't have the right frame of mind to uh start their own business because they they just don't have business logic but i know that you do and my thing is like this fuck it son if we're gonna be pushing 70 80 90 hours a week guess motherfucking what my name gonna be goddamn on it not nobody else's yeah yeah definitely i um it was like that was part of it and what with me loving to do the show and things related to the show it never feels like work you know but it's work like uh being on five star the show uh to fill in for four hours last night and then get up and go to work at you know uh seven it's still work like it's still my time Mm -hmm. it's still shit that i could have been doing but instead i chose to do that um 
I'm still going to try to be on. I'm still going to think about it. When I take someone's spot on the show, I cover their segments, you know, uh, listen to other people's shows before I go on them, stuff like that. We book the show. We deal with sponsors and advertisers. We do stuff for the website. I'm writing blog posts now. And then I got this job that is just kind of sucking the life the out way. of me. Yeah. You know? And, 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 and I, it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't sucking the life out of me. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't be so bad if it was something that you enjoyed doing. And, and, and I think that I guess for me personally, uh, life is just too short not to do what you love. And a lot mm. of people are kind of where you was. They have a job just to have a job, just to have a paycheck and pay bills. And that's fine. That's great. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, people have things in them, desires in them, hopes, wishes, and dreams that they kind of really want to do. And sometimes opportunities like this come and I don't want you my personal opinion i don't want you to rush and this opportunity never happens again it's like if you don't do it now when will you do it yeah what, yeah. what will push you in that direction mm-hmm. so that's why i am 100 percent gun ho guns to blazing nigga get the cracking get them sponsors get the working get get get, get your go ahead and get that it shit you know i don't know a damn thing about it and do whatever it is the hell we got to do yeah what's funny too is like uh twitter was uh supportive but also um it was like it was a it was like double-sided because everybody that you know i was like yeah i lost my job today i think on facebook i just sent out shortest work day ever at like 7 (laughs) 20 it was too uh and so uh you know people were like um yeah uh that's good you guys are gonna be fine um you you know we believe in the show we support y'all uh you're smart you'll you know you're laying on your feet everything's gonna be fine and that's how everything was for like an hour and i was just like thank y'all i appreciate the support i appreciate but that's for the them early birds to be up working and exercising and think positive but as the other people began to wake well, up <laughs> the other no it wasn't it never got negative okay but then the second wave hit which was well, shit, nigga, this must mean that the podcast is about to really take off. Y'all about to really do some big things. You're going to be the first nigga to get paid off this shit, nigga. You're about to be <laughs> famous and rich. I was like, I was like, now I got all this more pressure on me than I had before. Like, more pressure, son. Like, pressure before was like, well, I got to find a job at some point before the severance runs out or, you know, get on unemployment and figure out how to subsidize that. Now niggas is like, you going to be rich. you going to have to be the first. You the chosen one, boy. You going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mr. Moody and them laid bets. Mr. Moody, Mr. We, we go, um, well, Mr. Moody put some money down, so we, we gotta be sure he wins. Yeah, like the prophecy foretold that you, that, that, that on this day, you will be, <laughs> yes. you would arise. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh shit, man. So, uh, you know, I, I basically was like, uh, I'm just gonna, uh, tweet some Angel and Buffy until I, uh, get my mind around this and, uh, take a few days, see how I feel, cause, you know, we also never take time off from anything. And it was ironic. I was literally just thinking, like, I think we're just going to take a couple weeks off from the show. And life was like, why don't you take a couple weeks off from this job, nigga? And I was like, well, I guess I can do the show because I have nothing but the show to do. Yes. Uh, for right now. So, um, um, you know, but, but yeah, so they, they gave me the speech. I left. Uh, went and got some gas, went to the store. Uh, nothing but old people and people without jobs in there. And of I was, course, I was looking and at them. Don't talk to none of them. They're like the YMCA people. You never get your ass out of there. I was looking at them like I'm one of you now. 
I belong to the group. Mm-hmm. They was all looking at me like one. I would walk around aimlessly and find the sales. Yeah, they was looking at looking at me like one of us, one of us. <laughs> yes. One of, I was like, oh no. So, um, I was like, yeah, I guess I got to go ahead and, and handle this shit. So, uh, I think I was supposed like a lot of people thought I'd be broken, but I've never put much into this job because I just felt like they didn't put much into me. That's as right. A person yeah, and, and they didn't care enough. They, yeah, and 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 it's like if I asked a question, it was the wrong question. You know, like the the last thing that I actually had a correspondence with was uh, about an invoice or something that someone was trying to put through, and I was like, "Well, let me get this approved because it seems like you know this should be some shit that gets approved." And the customer was like, "No." And so someone emailed me like, why'd you ask if this one should be approved? The other ones went through and I was like, well, that seems like the wrong way to do business. But hey, maybe I'm crazy, you know? So shit like that yeah. was just like, I'm not going to fit in because I'll ask a question on that shit. And then if I don't ask a question on some other shit, then it's like a no, whole nother conversation. Yep. Um, even though people, you know, I think roundabout would tell you like I'm doing a great job. So it was just one of those like. I never feel comfortable in this position, though you keep telling me I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm doing a good job. It's like, it's yes. not even, but I don't feel like my job is safe. And that was, yes. and like that means something to me because if I don't feel safe, I'm never going to branch out. Like they're like, why don't you reach out and talk to people? It's like, well, I've seen you tell people to sit down in their desk and be quiet. I've seen, yes. you, you know, I've seen you tell, get it mad at people for coming back a couple minutes late from a break. I've seen you get mad at people for going to lunch uh, a few minutes, uh, later than whatever. So it's like, how the fuck you going to let me grow if you're not watering me? How the fuck, like, if you put me by some sunlight, and let me bloom. Then we could be friends and we can talk. But, you know, they, they don't cultivate that environment. But yeah. yet they kind of want the results of that environment. And you can't be like that. I have all my I have all these coworkers as friends on my Facebook page. All of them are in a separate group where they can't see shit. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to I don't want them to know what the fuck I do and who I am. When Devin was on the show, uh, I guess she told one of the dudes and he was pretty cool about it. Um and he even came up and was like, hey, man, how'd the show go? Now, I've never talked to him about the show or anything like that before in my life. So I just looked at him and was like, uh, good? <laughs> yes, you don't to respond. Like, what show are you talking about, right? Um, so he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know Devin was on there. How'd she do? I was like, well, Devin was really funny. It's like, oh, cool, man. She told me how to show. I was like, I wouldn't even, I could not believe that, you know, it's a quad rod got it got a show it's like yep and the whole time just looking like what what's the catch what do you want yes don't tell nobody else i don't want no fucking problems ain't that the truth you know these motherfuckers might be a little bit more uptight than me and you and you seem like a cool dude but just keep it between us and uh i guess he was cool he kept it between us and shit but it's just one of those things where it's like the fact that i was so afraid of that culture at my job um says a lot about the job because i've never had that problem at any other job i've had i worked at mcdonald's mm-hmm. and been more open and honest about the kind of person i am true than there so you know it means something i think um when when you feel like even though i like this person and this person is cool i don't want to tell them anything about me more than what we do at work because nope 
it seems like the kind of place where i'm gonna get in trouble for that like yeah that, that'll come back up at some point yes, that it i will. told it's like well i had this podcast stuff oh so you can't come in and do the the work this 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 weekend because you got a podcast it's like okay see that's why i didn't want to tell your ass right you know like I can <laughs> yeah i don't want to fall out with people yeah yeah so uh it just sucks you know and i'm sure that a lot of those people don't have any control over it and i'm sure there's other outside factors and shit like that but um you know i i i feel like uh, a lot of people were saying stuff like everything happens for a reason um if uh one door is closed and did another door be open got got a few jesuses up in my timeline and stuff um and and, and i i just want everybody to know no matter what you said i appreciate it man yeah talk um me too yeah so. I, I didn't even see most of them me too yeah like i said I, i've been through situations where i i've been able to be open and i've been able to be honest and and communicate like this was new for me the not talking at work yeah <laughs> that was a new thing for me that's and see for me it's kind of kind of different uh for me uh it's kind of like and and that's why it was different from you because for a lot of things at my job kind of operates like that well you come you just do your job and you just go home you can branch out but it's not conducive to that they really want you to just sit down and be quiet and work mm-hmm. and I, well what's funny is that they they front like they don't though yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah hey we're going to do a potluck you want to do a potluck it's like yeah mm-hmm. cool you, it's like all right where does the potluck he's like all right cool i'll bring something to the potluck uh yeah here's the thing you can only eat at the potluck at nine fifteen or 3 p.m or your lunch break it's like well so food just gonna be sitting there for four hours and you can only go get it all together at the same time one time and that's it yeah we don't want to see you away from your desk hmm you know oh hey how come you so quiet how come you never talk uh i'll I'll talk if people talk to me you know i'll talk all the time you know what do you want to talk about and then uh you talk too much Yep. yep so it's like this constant battle of you know or or just like someone constantly walking around behind your desk hoping to catch you not working yes sir shit like that where it's like um if what the fuck is your job if all you do is come out of the office to see if somebody is slacking off what does it say about your trusting your employees what are your actual what are your uh numbers telling you about the people who work for you like are you seeing some type of uh drop in production or quality of work that needs you to come out here and crack the whip or do you just feel like you have to crack the whip because part of your job because i left that time to lean time to clean shit back at ahop when, when i was a fucking kid with a high school diploma and no college experience like i understood that environment it required that but now as a grown adult all these people are adults and they deserve the respect that you get when you're an adult yes when you send that message out to to the to the floor of people who work for you you can't be mad when they don't invest back like nope you can't be mad when people do like your boy but like you know what all right i'm out they're like why and everybody want to get angry and outraged and pissed but you know what if you treated people better you would get better back in return and 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 i really truly feel about like that and and i've had instances instances at my job where same thing i i talk and this thing i know i'm looking at a manager's face because they're talking about the same people i was talking to basically went and reported on me next thing you know i'm looking at a manager's face 
about you talk too much. So you know what I do? I put my big ass headphones on to say like they similar to this and I just work all day. People are like, you don't say nothing. Mm, I'm good. You don't never go on. Per- mm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get good reviews and I just do my job. And it's one of those things where it's like I enjoy what I do. But it's sad when you're in an environment that don't treat you like a responsible adult. Well, you can't. Here's the thing that I realized through this job, and uh, I'll take this with me uh, hopefully for the rest of my life. But there's a difference between being respectful and being respected. Yes. And I felt that while they were typically respectful most of the time. I was not respected. No. And I, and, and I feel like it came back that way too. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I feel like as, uh, a leader in that environment is to those people to set the tone. And if the tone you're setting is one of, I'm watching over your shoulder. Uh, how many minutes was that break? Uh, how long was that lunch? Uh, what time? If, if that is what you're, what you're really watching people for, they're never going to open up and they're never going to be the kind of employee that gives 110% for you mm-hmm. because they're going to do just enough not to get fired. Honestly, yeah. that's, that's the, that's pretty much what that, everybody does there. That, yes. Nobody's going to excel. Nobody's going to go above and beyond anything you call, you know, when you ask for overtime, motherfuckers going to get you and roll their eyes. And, I, and unless you make it mandatory, nobody's going to volunteer because that's the environment that you made. Right. And so, um, and then especially when you have people that are, um, doing a big job, doing a, making a big deal out of tiny shit. Like I said, I got talked to for going to get a soda in the old building. It was like, Hey, we saw you going to get a soda. Okay. I went and got a soda. Well, do, do you know you, you not supposed to go get sodas? No, nobody has ever told me that as a grown ass adult. I wouldn't expect them to. And as other grown adults, I wouldn't expect anyone to feel like going to get a soda was distracting from a job. It I takes the truth. two minutes to go get a soda. It's not like the motherfuckers don't not do their job for these. You know, it's not like I took 20 minutes to get a soda. Then I would understand because it's like, well, that should take two do- two minutes. Right. But, you know, they were. But, you know, I got to talk to for that. Um I used to go make uh, popcorn. It takes literally a minute and 45 seconds to pop that small bag of popcorn. Uh, you know, I would just go put it in, sit down for a minute, 45 seconds, pick it up, go back to my desk. Found out. Can't do that unless it's for break. Now, when is my break? 915 in the morning. Perfect time for popcorn. Uh, noon, which is lunch. And you only get 30 minutes for lunch at the time. So I'm not going to spend. Oh, and there's a line for the microwave. So you can't. Oh, yeah, fucking, cause that's what everybody takes lunch. Because they make us, by the way. You can't stagger your lunch. You couldn't take, you know, like when I got there, it was I was able to take lunch at like one. And that was perfect. Right. I could take it at one after everybody else. Come back, put a couple hours in at work and I'm done. I'm out the door when uh you know but eventually that was too much for everybody so everyone had to take lunches at, t- at noon and everybody takes 30 minute lunches why because they want to get the fuck out of there because yeah. that is, that's the kind of environment that it is people are like i will go eat in my car for 30 minutes. minutes so that i can be home 30 minutes faster which means i'm not here for 30 minutes less you yeah, know what i mean they read you get the fuck out of there and that's, that's what all, happens that's all people care about they went to a, uh some people, use people a, eat at their desk they're like fuck it i just eat at my desk just so i can get the day over with yeah it's it's misery it's mm-hmm. misery and uh 
I I felt like I was better than that place for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. But and this is what I was saying about the reason I want to take this opportunity and I'm viewing it as an opportunity Me too. differently than the first time is because I wouldn't have been in that situation if I would have understood how much uh I was worth at the time. That's right. And how much my time was worth and how much uh me being fulfilled as a person is worth. I didn't realize it at the time. And I think a lot of us are told not to. You know, I think when I was younger and uh I used to tell my dad, like, oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. And my dad, you know, he's a practical dude like dads are supposed to be. And it's like, well, look, you need a backup plan. Don't just plan on doing that. You know, and I understand because when you're a kid, it's, it really is like uh you say some dumb shit. It's like, what you want to be when you go? I want to be a poet. It's like, nigga, poets don't make no money. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, your daddy always working. So he like, mm, I ain't trying to hear that, son. And my dad's always had a hustle. You know, Always. He's working like two and three side gigs. But at the same time, I don't know that he realized how creative I was. I don't know that most people did until we did the show. Yeah, you're very, very creative. You know, I don't think most people did until, um, uh, I don't know that I did necessarily until I put myself in it. Like, like I, I probably have a thousand rap pages of raps in this, in this apartment right now. Mm-hmm, I know you do. They're just don't never, worry. they're never going to get made. They're not, I'm not saying they're good. Uh, I'm sure they're all timed out now. By now, it's probably like, and President Bush is a motherfucking, <laughs> man. and but, President Reagan, nigga, nigga, what? Right. <laughs> but, but the point being, I think I didn't realize the value I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I lost my job, cause you know, I was a faithful employee the first time. I think I worked there for almost eight years, yes. almost 10. Yes, you did. And when I lost that job, it was really like, uh, what am I going to do now? What's going to fill my life? Yes. You know, not because it was a fulfilling job, mm-hmm. but just I'm spending a lot of my life in this position mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But it's, but to be quite honest the reason i took the next job was just because i thought i was supposed to have something to do it's not because i was fulfilled i never i've never taken unemployment a day in my life you know what i mean so like isn't it wasn't even like like oh i have to do this because i'm under the money is too bad i'm unemployed i really just my severance ran out Mm -hmm. exactly as i got this job was like well let me just do this and the job was basically paying less than unemployment would have been at the time, if not the same. Mm-hmm. So, cause it was a temp job. So it was really just, I didn't understand the value of me, man. Yeah. And the podcast has taught me the value of me and my time and what I can do and that my skill set is not replaceable and that there's a lot of motherfuckers doing this that aren't as good. Yes. And can't do it as well. And my thing is this, um, because. I'm creative too and I watch your creativity and I understand how creativity works and people that are creative a lot of times are frowned upon and in most of society they aren't looked at as being productive because being creative unless you are in a position where you get paid big money most people don't appreciate creativity well it's not a measurable skill it's not like a test it's not like there's not a price tag you really can put on it. Like, what is the price of being the funniest motherfucker that interacts with Bo? Okay. What's the price of calling Twib and uh, being funny as shit for five or ten minutes? What's the price of uh, having the number one pod- comedy podcast on Podomatic or a top 50 comedy podcast on uh, Stitcher or 
being in the Huffington Post or like uh having three thousand and something likes on Facebook. What is the what number do you associate with that? And that's and, true. And that's where I think the lack of value goes in is because I don't know how valuable that is, but I do know how rare it is. Ain't that the truth. You know what I mean? So what we've accomplished is rare. Um and Because if it was that easy, everybody be doing it. Right, exactly. So uh, you know, I, in the next couple of months or whatever, I'm going to have to find a way to, to see if we can modify it, uh, monetize this, see if we can quantify it, man. Yeah, um, making some, some changes. You know, I'm going to try to keep it from, you know, uh, to some extent, keep everything as free as possible and keep from, uh, hurting people's pockets that want to be part of the environment. But at, at the same time, I'm not undervaluing myself anymore. No, no, no. And, and, and it's one of the things where I feel like this. Everybody looks at podcasting different, and I feel like this. There's too many white podcasters that make a living, a living off of podcasting. And when it comes to black podcasting, for some reason, we hold ourselves back by going, nah, people ain't going to pay. I don't feel like charging. But just like they're worth something, we're worth something, too. We have an audience, too. We have people that are willing to pay also. And they all are not black. It's people from all cultures, all walks of life, and everything else. Just like people from all cultures and all walks of life support white podcasting. And it's one of those things where the only thing stopping you is you. And I feel like this. I'd rather go full-fledged, do everything we can, and not succeed, and say, well, nigga, we tried. Right. Then to sit back, not do nothing, keep going the same run of the mill, so-and-so-and-so, and be like, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I don't want to hear that. So that's why I'm like, go, nigga, go make that money. Yeah, I feel like if I don't try, I can't respect myself. So I got to try it. Um, but you know, like people say, close the door, open a window. Uh, I also, um, started a new job, ironically, a couple of days before I lost this job. So a lot of people were like, um, you should be fine anyway. You already got, you know, a new job to replace it. Um, I became a relationship and love advice coach, uh, this <laughs> week. Yes, you did. Ma'am, it's no laughing matter. I don't see what's so funny about it. It's that. a laughing matter to me. Um, of course, uh, pe- some people are already up on it. Um, you can, uh, go to, uh, theblackguytips.com and click on the hat, uh, click on the tab at the top. It's, uh, ask Rod P. Um, but, uh, I, I saw a lot of people were getting into the game of, uh, coaching up some lives and stuff. And I, I have a description here, uh, ask Rod P. Uh, it's a picture of Karen and I in <laughs> high school, a junior high school, and I sweater matching sweaters. I know. Um, says Ask Rod P's official page, life and relationship coach. Ask Rod P talks about life, love, and relationships. Uh, and then uh, I have a quote: uh, People write stupid shit on the internet, and I troll their blogs from a realistic, logical male perspective. Ask Rod P. Um, and a little brief description. Sometimes topics require more time than a podcast can allow. We're here at the black guy who tips. We recognize the need for a space such as this. And that's why we are proud to debut the Ask Rod P page. It's a place to provide commentary, life coaching and advice. What makes Rod qualified to be a life coach? Besides having a penis, he also <laughs> has the ability to type and create a web page. 
i'm pretty sure that's all you need enjoy the page and make sure to comment and spread the word and of course this is all inspired by the homie ash shay b um i've made a uh yeah yeah who said who tweeted some shit the other day about um men need to uh go through their women's uh pocketbooks Mm -hmm. uh i was like uh you're trying to get somebody shot don't touch my shit yeah um but uh so i you know my homie uh well we're friends now he follows me on twitter so me and me and the homie Shay B, we we tight. You know, he realizes that I'm in this game too. You know, and I'm I like everything. I'm competitive. I'm in it to win it. Shay B, I'm coming for the title. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I was uh, asked Shay B uh follow me because I wrote this blog post, uh, the female condom and gigolo judging. <laughs> and uh, I put a link to his page on it um i put a poll at the bottom and everything and um he i guess he got some hits from the link because people were clicking the article about uh claiming women that women that carry condoms around were not ladies and a lot of people clicked on it so i guess he went to our facebook page when i posted it and felt like he needed to talk down to me oh Mm -hmm. yeah he said uh i would send my followers over to you but uh you're giving bad advice so i'm not gonna send my 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 facebook page fans and book people that buy my book i'm not gonna send them over to you oh yeah mm-hmm. we can't be in this game together brother crabs in a barrel shape b crabs in a barrel why would you want to hold me down brother i'm just trying to advise these ladies to the best of my knowledge too man yeah he said uh thanks for the mention on your blog i could encourage my female followers to carry condoms but i have a much better idea carry dignity and respects abstinence at and he put at ash b now why would he need to put that in a facebook comment i don't know i don't know there's a little tm after it mt whatever that little trademark thing is yeah yeah so um and apparently he didn't read the article because i didn't ask women to carry condoms Mm-mm. i said if a man is carrying a female condom mm-hmm. uh so he you know but um you know uh, a lot of people are digging the articles um and digging my new twitter account at ask rod p uh where i i propose questions uh to the uh to and to give advice to a lot of my um female followers you know and uh I have a condescending hashtag that I use. Uh, some people use pleasantries and all that. I use kindnesses. Kindnesses. That's, that's my hashtag whenever I'm advising the ladies on, uh, how to, how they should act, uh, under my, you know, my rules of judgment because <laughs> I'm a man and that's all you really need to be able to do mm-hmm. to tell these women what to, what to do, you know? Um, I have a few sample tweets. Um, let me see here. Uh, <laughs> I'm against marriage equality because men and women ain't equals. Look it up. It's in the Bible. Kindnesses. <laughs> so, you know. Ladies, remember that $10, $20 dates is the same as one $200 date. Kindnesses. Oh, Lord. Exactly. And a lot of people follow my example and hopped into the life coach relationship uh, advice uh competent like pool with me oh yeah i'm talking uh kev jumped in 
side uh side eye special he jumped in chris from the sandy check jumped in and phenom black all these people got got these pages now ask h2ok ask at chris ask chris t ask side eye ask <laughs> blak no c like all these people just trying to get into my, the market that i cornered and uh i guess feminist it's jones for everybody feminist jones trying to ignore me but I, I put the challenge to her. I said, let me know if you need any real men to write for your blog <laughs> when you're ready for the real holler. And she just ignored me. So I guess she's not ready for the real. No, she's not. Mm-mm. You know, but, um, you know, I, I said, ladies, if a man doesn't want to go through your purse, then what does that say about your value to him? Kindnesses. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Um, but yeah, man, hopefully people are sharing and reading these, um, articles. Um, the last one I wrote was the purse suit of happiness. Um, it was about, I was just having my man Shay B's back. Uh, cause he said that, you know, it, ladies, don't be upset that a man's going through your purse. And I, I agree with him. I said, that is a good point, Shay B. You know, one of my followers tell him why you mad. Ask me. Ask Rob P, what are your thoughts on going through a woman's purse? And I said, well, let me set the ladies who follow me on Twitter straight. You can't spell pursuer without your purse, can you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm good with the wordplay. I had another one. Uh, somebody was, <laughs> somebody was, uh, I said, I, I was like, women, ladies, make sure that you're thinking about, um, your, uh, thinking about your entire unit when you think about your house. Okay. Because you can't spell house without us, ho. <laughs> Kindnesses. I see. Kindnesses. Kind. I see. Um, so I said, so if you want a man to pursue you, then you have to realize that he's going to have to go straight into your purse. What? With, Mm-hmm. when a man is snooping through a woman's purse the first thing he must ask himself is what do i hope to find anything could be in that purse except the things that he probably that probably already drove him to look there in the first place things such as self-respect trust and dignity won't be found next to spent condom wrappers or spearmint gum Mm-mm. maybe he's looking for something else to ease his suspicions that you've been seeing your ex again like tic tacs he could be looking for hotel key cards Two used tickets to the movies or a receipt to a meal with two entrees on it. Oh shit, you bought two big bags? Mm-hmm. And then I had a picture of a person. I said, Don't take it personal. Um <laughs> It doesn't really matter. What does matter is that he's showing concern. That's what a lot of the ladies on my timeline weren't getting when they were upset. Sure, it's jealous, possessive, and intrusive showing no concern that is a sign of things to come but at least it is concerned many women will object to such invasions of privacy saying things like if you trust me then why are you snooping through my belongings what does he hope to find real men are secure enough to just ask if they feel something is wrong and uh it reminded me of the documentary uh, i don't know if you've seen this one karen taken it's about a man whose ex-wife thought that he was overbearing about his daughter's safety and in this documentary, he was accused of being insecure, nosy, and possessive. Well, because of his overbearing, possessive, insecure love and his special set of skills, his daughter Kim is still alive today. Thank goodness. She even learned to be able to assist her father, Brian, out of another jam that he got into later. But that's another story. 
So <laughs> different country involves a mom. It's a lot of things in that one. The point is this man's uh, uh a man snooping through your purse might be the thing to save your life, ladies. A man snooping through your purse is a good way to get caught. Uh only if you keep knives in there, which I suggest you know. If she keeping knives in her purse, fellas, only one way to find out. Go in there and get cut. Mm-hmm. I say the purse. Well, she might have a knife outside her purse. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like you're being sarcastic. I say the purse isn't far enough. <laughs> Real love looks through your search history. It checks your passwords on social media so it can look through your private messages. It follows you around town using your GPS settings on your iPhone. Real love browses your search history on Google by just putting in the first letter of the alphabet and letting the autofill function do the rest. Ladies, ask yourself. When do is, you need him? No, that's not. What I'm, no, ladies, ask yourself. Is he crazy? Uh, Karen, does that are you? You're not reading this. I don't know where you're getting your stuff from. I'm reading straight from the page. Okay, mm-hmm. ladies, ask yourself. When is, is he a stalker? When is the last time my man accused me of cheating on him because I took the long way home from the grocery store? Hmm. Hmm. Right. When's the last time that he showed that type of love? If you feel like your love, love, if you feel like your love life is missing something and you want to see if your man cares, then act suspiciously around your purse. You know, a lot of times women walk down the street, they say, oh, I see you checking her out. Why are you not looking at me? I'm your woman. I'm with you right now. What are you looking at? He probably looking at her purse. Yeah. To, to see if she on birth control too. You want to check my tampons and pass out while you down in there too? See, you have to. You have to spice it up. Want to look at my vaginal cream? I mean, since we dig it in my pocketbook and shit. Uh, you got vaginal cream in there? I don't know what's in there. <laughs> See, does she gonna what? fuck looking in there? But it's looking in there. Last time I looked, it wasn't in there. Um, <laughs> make it seem as if you have something to hide. When sitting on the couch watching a movie, take your purse with you to the bathroom. Put a padlock on the zipper of your purse and sit it on top of the fridge. Why? To, to make him uh, to arouse his suspicion so that he'll check so you know that he cares about you sure you can't pad like a zipper that's impossible but the point isn't to secure the purse the purse the point is to insecure the man so that he'll show his love by sneaking into your belongings at this point ladies need to be worried about a man who doesn't want to go through a purse and if he's not bothering to violate your trust then maybe it's because he doesn't care about your trust already after all, you can't violate what you don't have. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, Karen? This is the this stuff needs to be spread to the to people a lot. Like a lot of women were disagreeing, but you know, a lot of men came and left posts on left replies on here because they agree. Karen, look at this stuff. This is real relationship advice i'm giving rachel says laugh my ass off right you crazy but she didn't say i was wrong (laughs) aubrey d graham also known as drake said how do i get women to like me and men to respect me well see that has nothing to do with this part story but okay lr joiner says i gotta keep it 100 percent times the square root of one divided by 27 with you rod when i say that you are completely right you see that, Karen? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, how can you profess your undying love for a person if you haven't allowed your insecurities to lead you to the test of legitimately, I mean, the legitimacy of your trust or lack thereof for a person? Nobody wants that kind of superficial, unsubstantiated love. Shit, I don't even date women these days unless she has clearly issued some trust issues. 
yeah i at least need a woman to have popped up over a house or gone through a cell phone or something before i'm interested you better listen to rob p out there or end up alone don't end up alone ladies. a dead that's the worst thing you could be is that, uh, a dead stalk you to your grave bill monte says this is 100 percent spot on man it ain't love until you invade their privacy, creep through her stuff. If you've never tried to hack her Twitter password on her iPhone passcode, you, sir, have never been in love. Love and trust should always be antagonists to one another, my brother. Mm-mm. He's right, man. It's, it's not popular to say. But it's the truth. Yeah. Speaking not. of that, finding truth says, I only feel secure about my wife's safety after I look through all 235 bags before work. Sure, I'm late for work every day and about to be fired, but what can I say? I love that woman. Well, you know what? That's why I was always late, and maybe that's why they let me go. Clock mm-hmm. two, because yeah, my, lo- my love was too strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sure I need to let you go too, sir? I'm looking through my shit. Cloud 2K says, true. I feel as if it is my duty as a provider and a protector to keep my wife safe from any harm, including herself. Oh Lord! Exactly. She don't even know what's in the purse. She mess around and cut herself on a nail file or something. It's up to us to secure it for them, cause that tiny little woman brains can't handle all the pressure, people. And it's up to us mm-hmm. to do that. Kindnesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not going. You want to wear my lip gloss too? Then. Mm-hmm. Not going through her purse daily is kind of like not knowing the password to all her online accounts. Only a crazy man would allow this to happen. Up top. Exactly. Up top, buddy. Mm-mm. that's a man who oh, gets y'all it. got issues that's a man who gets it so i appreciate uh all of this i also appreciate these really fucking long responses to the female condom poll yeah people had a lot to say about that sir jesus christ man they had a lot to say you started a spark fire <laughs> these niggas write dissertations <laughs> these guys so thank you guys for spreading the word and supporting ask rip um and uh i want to see all my other relationship coaches that are out there on the grind you need to write some posts don't just say i'm a relationship it's easy to say i'm a relationship uh consultant and then just tweet out a couple tweets no i need to see some long form form uh blog posts mm-hmm. to see who's really thrilled about this life who really thrilled about this life mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, never trust a man unless his wallet is leather. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. Cam. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But uh, here's the problem: you can't be a relationship advice uh, coach because you're a woman. And oh shit! Vagi- oh, I know a penis was part of the, the part of the um, requirements. I said it when I read the description. The only requirements is a penis and the ability to construct some sort of a web page and to type. So, oh shit! Well, then you I can't got, do those. Well, I got titties in the vagina, and I will find out how to do it myself. Then impossible. No such <laughs> thing. No such thing. Uh, I, I've I've searched a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm following a lot of these relationship advice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no women. No women. Only men are able to give advice to these women. The Word. One, the only one, men. The ones with thirty thousand followers are men. Ain't nobody trying to follow no woman. That, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> uh kanye mm-hmm. west mm-hmm. kanye west has a new album coming out and the title of it is i am god cool mm-hmm. that sounds about right 
yeah i'm I'm happy me too like it's fine like it's good to see that dude finally open up and come out of his shell you know i was really worried about that dude you know uh i thought he was gonna be shy forever and it's good to see him kind of get comfortable and, and really spread the word about how uh how good and talented he is you know so i appreciate that um I was playing a video game the other day, Dead Space 3. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing that only in horror video games do people die and leave meticulous notes. <laughs> like if you came well in, thought out notes. Yeah, like if you came in here and killed me right now, um, you really wouldn't know shit about me unless you like did some research. You'd have to like what is all this equipment for let me go find this podcast now i have to listen to 300 hours of fucking shows and shit like mm-hmm. you really wouldn't know what the fuck just happened but mm-hmm. in a it's look it's something about being in a horror video game that makes people just detail their life and sum it up of in course. two paragraphs mm-hmm. right before dying of course it's like ah oh, my leg is broken waiting on johnson to get back with the it was utensils. a rainy sad day as i write you this letter yeah i know this will be found by somebody in the year 2025 well here's the thing it's not detailed as far like if it doesn't pertain to the game it's not in there okay so it's not like it was cold today unless that has something to do with the game it'll just be like it'll just be like the code was 1752 that's how you get into the secret space locker (laughs) just out the blue i will miss you charlene i'm dead like that (laughs) <laughs> everybody get to the point damn ain't nobody got no time wasting we got to die yeah everybody just it's like the monsters have taken my legs but if you can get to the alternate flux capacitor and turn it on you should be able to be safe hopefully someone finds this message in time god bless you Doo. right like it, no, there's not even a half note where someone just died half like no in the middle of it yeah. just stops the code is charlie delta five um, what, uh, what, what to the like the, isn't the code supposed to be seven digits like no everybody lives enough to give you a full synopsis of like yep. the, I, the voices started on the third then i realized i had to kill everyone it's like man uh, this dude killed everyone and then took time in between the murders to be like hmm uh, let me go update my blog i want to <laughs> let me do another good tumblr post wouldn't want anyone to be confused Mm-mm. um so yeah, that that was funny. Uh another thing that happened too, uh somebody was talking about children. Mm-hmm. People bringing their children to work and you know how I feel about that. Oh, I hate that shit. Oh, you were able to procreate? Oh my god, what? Uh, you had I a vagina a- and a penis work together to create the miracle of life? Well, that is so rare. Only happened six billion times. Mm-hmm. Six uh, billion times. Maybe I don't know. I just because for me, um, in a working environment it's not conducive to children. I don't know. This is like bring your kid to work day. A, I would be afraid my child would get sick. Do you know how many people don't wash their hands, cough on the hands? Everybody want to mm-hmm. put their hands on your baby. And this thing, you know, you got a sick baby and, and children carry diseases. So you bring them home. Everybody in the house is fucking sick now. No. I'm worried about the baby giving me a disease. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From the people touching it. Yes. No, from the baby. Babies are fucking disease factories. Yes, they are. Like little kids, they're terrible. They get people sick. That's yeah, all they do. They, they don't give a shit about germs. They'll touch the flow, touch the ass, dig up their nose and want to put it in your face and kiss you. Yeah, I don't know what the etiquette is for dealing with a baby. Um, cause for me, any child that is not my family, 
I immediately treat him like Gizmo from the Gremlins. <laughs> you know, like, cause the parents have all these complicated ass rules and shit for dealing with them. I don't know the rules. Like, don't, don't feed them after midnight. Don't put them in water. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, something's going to pop out of them. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, it's too many rules, regulations. I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a, good. I didn't even know not to give my niece the eight chicken nuggets, so no thank you. Right. Like, because you give them something, it's like, it's like, oh, no. What what happened? Uh, Did you give Timmy a Snickers? I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, I just gave him a little piece of wine. He, he said he wanted a bite. Timmy doesn't do processed sugars. Now, like, them the parents I want to stab in the eye. Like, Calm down. Timmy is three. Listen, what the fuck he know about that? He could care less. If Timmy is hungry, we give him organic oat proteins. Well, I'm sorry. My the organic truck just passed, and I didn't have anything. And so I gave him what I had. If that's the case, you keep your baby strapped to your hips at all times so nobody else feeds it. Right. Like, oh, uh, it's like, hey, look, I'm thirsty. It's like, okay, man, here, have some of this water. Oh, no. Did you give Timmy some water? Timmy is allergic to water. Okay. What did that water, did that, I hope that water didn't come from the tap. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's brainwashed now. Fluoride. Like, it's just, it's so much complicated shit dealing with other people's kids i only want to deal with kids that are in my family because at least the parents know that my goodwill and intentions are there yes yes and a lot of people uh, people like that really they just get on my nerves they just make me angry because you like the motherfucker ain't gonna die unless it's something that they're truly allergic to we don't have to go into full panic mode for everything that you feed your kid yeah um, all right, last random thought that we can move on. Um, so Disney is doing the new, uh, the Jackie Robinson Unchained movie. Well, oh, the one we keep seeing promotion for? Yeah, they keep, and it, I don't know why this shit keeps working on me. And I, 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 I've been, I've managed to not see the movies, okay? I've managed mm-hmm. to avoid it. But when motherfuckers throw a Jay Z rap, <laughs> you know in what? a trailer about anything, I want to see it. You know what? I, re- you know, what? I'm gonna tell you this. It wouldn't surprise me if they've done studies. I don't mean to harm. Like if they've done studies and played music to actually see how people like, you know, because there's so much money at stake. You yeah. see how people respond to previews with a Jay Z song, and then you put on a Led Zeppelin song. Okay, how do people respond? Right. And it was like, people like Jay-Z. Well, if you can afford Jay-Z, put him on there. You guaranteed to at least make your money opening weekend. Oh, it's got to be testing out the roof. Oh, of course. Because, I mean, I, every, like, I didn't, that Gangster Squad movie. I didn't looks, go see it. It looks kind of terrible. It did. And I was like, no. I, okay, how many times you play fucking Jay-Z? I went going to see that one. But this one, I can't help it. Brooklyn, you go hard. You go hard. And I just wanted to bounce and shit. I'm like, hey. I was like, but I still don't think I'm going to see that movie. Yeah, like, uh, honestly, I don't really need to see a movie as basic as fucking, uh, a mo- Gangster Squad. That sounds like directed DVD. Of course, Netflix. Yeah, the casting, Jim, the, the action, the act, the acting they had was real basic. There was like all bunch, a whole bunch of cliches in the trailer. Of course. But it's completely different when you got this shit behind you. Hell yes, this one was planned. Picture change. 
Picture change. Picture change. Gunfire. Now I want to see it. That's how yeah. Now I, I want to see I it. I don't see this so much. I know what happens in gunfire. That's yeah. all you see. Shit blowing up. Yeah, like is like. And what's what's the other one they play for uh, this uh, the, this one? I find it, but 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 honestly, uh, that movie is not that fucking interesting to me. No. Until you throw that shit in there, and then it's like, hey, yeah, I want to see that. You know, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, I guess I'll check it out. Yeah. There's no way. Hugs his wife. Right. Break a bat. Racism shit. I'm mad. <laughs> Got my baby in my hands. <laughs> White person calling me nigga. <laughs> Run around the bases. This is black hoodie rap. <laughs> He's gonna be on our team, damn it. <laughs> That's how the whole commercial is. And I can't help it. Cause I watch that, I pay that shit so much attention when I see it. I hear Brooklyn, we go hard, and all of a sudden I see all, oh, I see the screenshots popping my face. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you that's all I'm seeing. I was like, I refuse to go see, you would not trick me with this Jay-Z beat, unless you planned this the whole time, everybody's speaking. That is exactly what those trailers do. Yes! It's that's the, all I see! That shit really is like, <laughs> yeah! It's like, it's, 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 it's almost like, it's almost like they do a choreograph to the beat. Right. It's like, however the beat go, we'll make some dramatic happen during certain times. I wish I could remember what they use for safe house. I play that shit. <laughs> oh, what do they use for safe house? Oh. Well, they can get us, they can pretty much get you to watch anything. I'm gonna see if I can find that one. Uh, they can get you to watch anything as long as they had those fucking Jay-Z raps in the background, man. And this shit was happening. I was, I have no inclination. Oh, no church in the wild. Is that what it was? It was no church in the wild. Hold on. I'll see if I can get it. Hold on. But, um, I have no inclination, uh, to actually see these movies until i hear that song i knew i knew safe house was bad but then the shit the shit was like this yes all of a sudden it's like you know what man uh ron reynolds might be able to hold down a serious role i don't know yeah Yeah. Denzel with that straight face Mm -hmm. Denzel with that mad face (laughs) Denzel with that gun He's there shooting the flow. <laughs> and then you know Denzel always gotta have that uh he always gotta have that part where he laugh. He's like, ha, ha, alright. Yes, alright, alright. Right. My man. My man. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's his phrase. <laughs> but, uh, yes. But yeah, I will and, and I'll go see that anything. another song they did like that where he was a drug dealer? Uh you talking about another um, Denzel song that they used to It was it was um it was uh Denzel and Russell Crowe. Um, what was the name of that movie? What was the name of that? Uh, oh, you know what, what song it was? It was, uh, Ain't No Love. In the heart, it was Heart of the City, I think is the name of it. And the movie was American Gangster. Yeah, it was American Gangster. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, first the bad boys break up. Every day I wake up. Somebody got a problem with hope. What's up, y'all niggas all fed up? Cause I got a little cheddar and my wreck is moving out the store. Yep. Yeah, Denzel happy. We got the same Denzel happy. Denzel mad. Girlfriend fussing. 
Mama crying because he got busted? <laughs> yep, that's how that goes. T.I. get shot? Do they have that far where you shoot that dude in the head? Yep. Right, right in front of everybody? Yep. yep. That's, 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 that's normally how it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's some, somebody has literally mastered, literally mastered what J.C. songs literally get people asses in the movie theaters. And it don't matter what color you are. It's like Jay-Z music is just hypnotizing to you. Yep. You hear it, you're like, I got to go see that shit. I know it looks terrible, yep. but this- I will go see it. Why? Because Jay-Z is in the preview. This is why he's the greatest rapper of all time. Yes. This nigga lead the league in us seeing mediocre movies because of, of hot-ass trailers. Of course, I, I, you know, every, every time I see that Brooklyn, we go hard. I know I, it's, it's something in me go, I got to see this. Why? Cause a, Brooklyn, we go hard. We, and I just want to dance. I'm dancing the seat and shit. I'm like, wait a minute. And there's never going to be an opportunity for them to put these songs in these serious ass movies. No. I'm just going to see the shit. I don't know why. Like I go see the shit, keep expecting it to be like Jackie Robinson is a home run and be like, <laughs> Brooklyn, we go hard. Which would take all the credibility out of the film. <laughs> yes! Because it's made back in the 19 fucking 20s and 30s, whenever the movie is. Yeah, it's a serious, epic movie about like hard hitting racism. racism and shit. And then they just gonna throw, and then I'm just expecting them to be like, uh oh, he got a home run. Let's party, y'all. <laughs> Brooklyn, we go hard. Go, Brooklyn. Like, no, I don't think it's gonna happen like that. Um, and the thing is, like, uh, at first I was like, I'm, I'm never gonna see this movie. And then I, because I, as soon as it was announced, then I saw the trailer and I started talking myself into it because I don't like seeing movies with too much racism in it unless, uh, the, the black dude is killing everybody like Django. That's, yes. That's my new, <laughs> that's my new standard. <laughs> new standard. I don't like white people just talking shit. Un, it goes unchecked. I need white people to die. Um, but, uh, then I was watching, I was like, you know what? Disney is making the movie. Disney has the lightest most tolerable racism in their movies of course like disney yeah is, you ain't gonna get no real racism yeah disney might be the reason that we can't have nice things as a people yet because uh the racism is so light that when white people go to the movies they be like well, what's the fucking problem i don't understand why everybody's so mad and angry that's all they had to deal with you know like you seen uh remember the titans and shit like they might say nigger one time and, rem- and remember, remember the, the titans, titans. It's like the racism was so nice. It was just, it's like the kind of racism pretty. that you have with your white buddies after a few drinks type of racism. It's like, yeah, everybody's yeah. friends and pals. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, even when they're mad, it's like, you know what your problem is, Leroy? Your people love watermelon too much. <laughs> it's like, and then the black person in these movies can always talk shit back, which to me doesn't feel like real racism. No. And like, that the sixties weren't like white black people didn't turn around like no honky you shut your mouth up I'll fight you and then everybody go oh oh break it up like I can, no. to me racism it doesn't work like that no it's not in like, my book either it's like that dude was found dead later ain't that the truth mouth and off but um yeah the but the racism in Disney is so light I might can see this without having any problems with it because it's always it's just gonna be like Jackie you can't play I won't get on the field with one of them colors and i'll just be laughing i'll be like how you say colors (laughs) yeah i know right you know it's like a a bad game against the race yes with nothing but pg answers because it's just like well you do shine in the in the you do shine in the light like a raccoon it's like (sighs) (laughs) 
could guess the race of who he was talking about. Yeah, like I wouldn't even get mad at that in 2013. Ain't that the truth? I'm pretty sure. You're like, that's more something to the raccoon, sir. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jackie Robinson had to deal with a lot more than that. Ain't that the truth? Uh, back when yeah, he was. Yeah, you got to come a little bit, little bit harder than raccoon slander. So I, I, I might go see this just to be like, uh, it's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it might not hurt my feelings at all. So I might check it out. All right, we got articles to talk about, important things, Karen. Okay. And some guests to race eventually. Let's do this. First one is one that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Caused a stir on Twitter today. Uh, if you were on Twitter today, you were like, I don't know what the problem is. I missed it. Um, well, um, now you're gonna, um, now you're gonna go ahead and get to see it. They coming out with condoms that are baking condoms, Karen. How well do they work is the question. Is Bacon that, condoms. Is that shit going to sizzle when she comes? I don't understand this. J&D Foods has launched bacon condoms and bacon sunscreen. Is it edible? Yes, the world's first bacon scented sunscreen and bacon looking and tasting condom. Now, see, I'd be scared to put this on my dick. I'd be, I'd be scared for you to put that in me because i'd be like oh shit if my temperature get over 365 degrees this shit gonna stop bubbling no thank you well i wouldn't know why your vagina would ever get that warm i don't know why either but i would still be scared because odds are that you know since it's like synthetic bacon and not real bacon i'm pretty sure the temperature ain't got to get that high well if it's anything above 98.6 or whatever i don't want so wrong i'm not going in there don't know about you guys i'm not captain kurt uh, <laughs> according to a news release from J&D Foods, it's the new standard of animal protein prophylactics. Bacon condoms are proudly made in America of the highest quality latex and rigorously tested and to help ensure the utmost reliability and safety for when you're making bacon. And they got jokes. Mm-hmm, and as added as an added bonus, each bacon condom has generously been coated with J&D's Bacon Lube, TM, and oh. an ultra-premium bacon-flavored personal lubricant. Each year, 5 billion condoms are sold worldwide, 450 million in the U.S. alone, and exactly zero look, taste, or feel like bacon until now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bacon condoms. Now, personally, uh... One now this is a deal breaker for on two ways for me. Number one, I wouldn't date any woman that only gave head through the condom. Like that's like why would we even do that? That's if we're at that level of safety, we shouldn't even be touching each other. Ah, like I why why because I mean because the thing is that if you got something on your penis, she's sucking it, it's going straight in her mouth. Yeah, I just. Uh, honestly, uh, if, if I gotta put a condom on to get head, then I would prefer not to have that head. <laughs> Just give me a hand job or something. We'll and call it, it a day. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, but, uh, number two, I'm not putting anything on my dick that tastes good, like, uh, bacon. Ain't that the truth? Cause bacon is something you bite into. She fuck around and bite my dick off. I don't know how good it's gonna, what if it's too good? It looks just like bacon in the picture. She'll never know the difference. You know? So, you never, I, I wouldn't take the chance. I'm sorry. Uh, another thing that we've been talking about on the show is, uh, weddings and proposals. Last thing was the mm-hmm. proposals. Someone spent $45,000 on a proposal. That's nuts. Well, a Maryland teen is 
his video has gone viral on youtube because he invited his crush to their high school prom in a very public manner would you like to hear it karen okay hmm you want to hear it i guess so all right let's check this So last time I asked you, you kind of messed up, so I really want to do it over again. I went to a little song. Can you go to the video? Hey Sophia, I want you to know that I met you about six months ago. You made me some large fries. You were the best fries in my life. Then you came walking in the hallway the next day. You had a big gold smile on your face. I couldn't help but just laugh. I don't think you laughed back. What are you doing on 420? That's a problem, I want to go with somebody I'm hoping that person is you Please make my dreams come true <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god That definitely made up for last time And he made everybody late for fucking class <laughs> Come on dog, the bell ring a ding some nerd in the background getting pissed going nigga i'm late for my class because you want to you want to do this fuck you yeah apparently he um asked her out to the prom and uh he did that in front of everybody um to try and um you know get their uh get her to go out with him he, he had asked her already and she said i guess she said no the first time mm-hmm. so then he asked the second time and i just wanted to know cam do you think that's pimping or simping That's a good question. It could be simply because she said no, so she might be saying yes this time only because you asked her in the public setting, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to be looked at looked at as the asshole for telling you no in a public setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so always... she still might turn around and tell you no later on. Right, because she accepted his flower, then she hugged him, and it looked like she's saying that they're gonna go out but it seemed kind of like what would she do like slap the flower out of his head and run away like there's a camera there's a crowd there's a dude with a guitar yes and this is probably un- unbeknownst to her unknown to her and if she said no she may have said no for a reason yeah my maybe i'll do this uh, tomorrow i show up at my at my ex job with a dude with a guitar and a camera and just play a set by the walk in. They might throw you some change. Yeah. Like, I know you said not to come to work, but I woke up feeling like a jerk. I really need this job. My bills are coming in tomorrow. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, get, can we just get security? Security. I know security. Security. Let's go, let's go him out. Just trying to get a job back. Uh, no. We said no once already. Uh, <laughs> no means no. I'm like, but it's going to go viral. We, we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> Let it go viral. Now people know we need business. Um, and I do need a job. So, you know, one place I'm hoping is hiring is, uh, Lulimon. What's a Lulimon? Is that that the new Pokemon? Well, a lot of women that do yoga and stuff, they know what Lulimon is. Um, it's, uh, the yoga pants makers. Okay. And they had a, a recall of some yoga pants and they're, they will issue a refund. For anyone who was issued, who bought these yoga pants because the yoga pants were too thin. Uh oh. And you could see through them. So, uh, 
Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> These the ones where they said, like, if you're just regularly standing up, you're fine. But if you do any type of bending and squatting, which what the fuck is yoga other than bending and squatting, mm-hmm. you can see straight through them. So yeah. nobody, nobody did, nobody did the butt test. Nobody bent, nobody squatted. Everybody's like, oh, they look fine. Yeah. Oh, the chat room is saying it's Lululemon. Okay. I know there's a lot of L's up in there. I fucked that up. Uh, Lululemon. There you go. I, I normally, when I wear my yoga pants, I don't get them from Lululemon. Me either. I guess the secret is out. Everybody knows yeah, that I don't I, shop there. I don't either. Uh, and I, apparently I mean, I'm glad I don't because everybody been seeing my ass. I mean, you can see it anyway, but you know, if you know, I see women with thongs and all kinds of stuff up underneath them yoga pants. Yeah, right. I've like, I always thought that that was the point. No, I'm just joking, but uh, yeah, it kind of is. But uh, you know, the yoga pants do make the butt look good, man. I'm a butt man, so it's like I've always been on the side of the yoga pants. But um, I like yoga pants. We talked about how they had the pants that were too thin, and mm-hmm. they were getting a, they were getting recalled. Okay. Uh, what happened? So they they actually weren't selling them anymore for a while, and people had to wait till they make some more. Um. So uh, according to Jezebel, Lululemon store associates are asking customers to put pants on and bend over so they can check the pants and make sure that they're in fact sheer and therefore faulty before issuing a refund <laughs> why should it matter i just want to know are they hiring oh because i you know i think you i can be good job yeah you can be do what you love that's what we've been talking about uh, uh or, or either what to do it uh what is it uh all the different uh stances that they do mm, well i just know that i'm a natural at this kind of job um and uh you know i could just i, I i'm a thorough inspector and i'm already you are i'm already pretty much doing this job for free i got a yoga mat i ain't took no yoga classes yet though okay uh but i'm already pretty much doing this job for free oh yes you are whenever i'm walking around i'm like oh those pants are damn near see-through you can see your thong and everything okay why not hire me it'll be the easiest uh you know be the best fit that you have oh well then i know nothing about no lulu mine pants uh lulu lemon oh lulu lemon gotta catch them all (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah you uh you know just don't buy the see-through ones they had a recall and they're getting it handled now but uh yeah just make sure you guys check it out man christina phillips everybody catching them all all the asses that are being shown when the women bend over christina (laughs) phillips a customer from toronto wrote on lululemon's facebook page the sales associate perused my butt in the dim light of the change room and deemed them not sheer i felt degraded that this is how the recall is being handled well, you know, some people are probably trying to recall some some pants that aren't see through. You know, they bought a few years ago just trying to get their money back mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, like we're not gonna talk about how yours had all kinds of uh, dust and 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 shit from being washed several times. Yeah, mm-hmm. all them little balls of cotton on your Lululemon uh, pants. You gonna try to tell me you just got those in the recall ones last <laughs> week? You a lie, lady. Um, I couldn't even see your thong when you bent over. <laughs> i called the gec to confirm that this is their protocol they verify that yes the educators will verify sheerness by asking the customer to bend over she added now they don't have here's uh, the other thing in unless you're doing this in the privacy of your home 
aren't you probably bending over in these yoga classes and stuff anyway yes you do that does i don't know if you've ever been to a yoga class but the whole no, class you're but bending, i've watched several porns with that as a thing you're literally bending you're squatting your butts up in the air your butts down low you're doing all kinds of, of funky shit with your body uh did uh and i i've like i said i've never been to one but i've seen like some of the stances and uh yeah uh yo 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 uh men and, and men and women are both in the class in most yoga classes mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where yeah uh if you start bending over and all you see is you look up and all you see is people standing at your ass odds are they're sheer yeah well speaking of sheer and wearing tight clothes uh kim kardashian is back in the news you know she's ready to have that baby and all the hypocrites online that uh got mad about Kavinjane or sitting up here talking bad about her being pregnant and having clothes on. So, uh, oh Lord, welcome to the internet. People be forgetting shit so fast. Yeah, they do. The misogynistic environment of Hollywood. Oh my gosh, she looks like a whale. I'm like, good God, ladies, you just had <laughs> me on your side. What the fuck are y'all doing? Everybody's watching this. Anyway, Kim Kardashian's in trouble because she wants to raise her child. Uh, the child of her and a black man Kanye West to not see color and she has the right to the 32 year old reality TV star who is set to welcome her first baby in July with her rapper boyfriend Kanye West thinks raising children is challenging regardless of their background that's true and has been seen seeking parenting tips from her friends Courtney and Kim take Miami uh, the star of that her uh, told BET, I have a lot of friends that are all different nationalities and their children are biracial. So they have kind of talked to me a little bit about it and what to expect and what not to expect. But I think that the most important thing is how I would want to raise my children is to not just, is to just not see color. Now, from that quote, I'm going to say this. She probably means to not just see color. Yes. But it's that, just, that was my understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were talking to this person in your face, you would say, oh, okay, that's what she means. Mm-hmm. But that's not a juicy headline. So to just not see color comes off like the way she phrased it comes off worse, I think. Cause it sounds yeah. like you're saying, well, don't s- deny people's cultural heritage. And, and that's not what she's saying. I don't think that's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be so many experiences that you won't really know how to prepare for until you really go through it, like Ray J's dick. So I think raising a child in general is challenging. Obviously, you want your children to travel the world and experience different races and different cultures inside their vaginas everywhere. So I think that would be something that is imp- important to me and give as much information as I could. So I agree with that. Me um, too. Kim recently hit back at critics for suggesting that she was endangering her unborn baby by wearing clothes that are too tight because uh, apparently they don't have enough to do. Oh, no, no, no. They just have people that just they pay literally to follow her around all the time. Writing on her mommy blog, uh, she said, it's funny because Courtney warned me that when I get pregnant, people's opinions will be on all the time on all time high and everyone will chime in. So I know. So I now see what she means. I can see if she's walking around with like a fucking cigarette and drinking a <laughs> bottle of Hennessy. Yes. It's like, okay, come on, Kim. With some coke and rum. Come on, dog. I saw some comments that the skirt is too tight for the pregnancy, and that's ridiculous. I bought this skirt a few sizes bigger, and there's plenty of room. 
for any concern that my clothes are too tight i have so many pieces custom fit for my growing body uh they make pregnancy spanks which are tight so this theory sounds ridiculous uh i feel my best when i'm in heels and chic clothes happy mommy happy baby i eat kim get it i think that's the truth Mm -hmm. tyler perry even says she can act so that's good oh um she'll be in the next movie we've been talking about this for a lot uh for a while i don't go looking for this shit but it keeps happening and i'm gonna keep talking about it uh dog attack dogs attack and kill brian county toddler Uh uh-oh Tragedy struck in North Bryan County on Wednesday afternoon when a toddler was mauled and killed by seven dogs, all pit bulls, all pit bull mixes, uh, or pit bull mixes in her backyard. According to a Bryan County Deputy Sheriff James Beatty, at 6.24 p.m., a call to 911 reported the girl's grandmother woke up, looked out the back window, saw it happening along with others, rushed outside to pull the dogs off the child, but it was too late. Oh, only, only in Obama's economy. When we got here and spoke to EMS, they told us that when they got here, she was already cold and there was nothing they could do. Uh, Clyde Smith, the, 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 the sheriff, uh, said the coldness of the body indicated to him that the child had been, had to have been dead for a while. How the girl who would have been two years old in June, oh, got into the backyard with the dogs was not immediately known. According to Betty, the girl's 12-year-old uh, brother may have taken her out to play and either forgot she was there, thought she had returned to the front yard, or she may have gone out the doggy door. All oh, the dogs... because she's so small. All the dogs had access to the house, nine dogs in all. She habitually played with the dogs, all of them, that, but they drug her all over the yard. Something turned them on her. We don't know what. She might have been wearing a bacon condom hey you never know the seven dogs involved in the attack were put down at the scene by the bryan county animal control two other dogs living at the residence uh and not involved in the attack were spared those were not pit bulls hmm coincidence um animal control officers thomas sanders said that while he had been called to the elm road neighborhood about dogs running in the street before he never responded to a call at that address of the attack Smith, who declined to identify the girl, said the body had been sent to the, to the GBI crime lab for an autopsy and the investigation is continuing. And these fucking people in their pit bulls, man. That's a lot of dogs in one location. Unless, not unless you're breeding dogs. That's a lot of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's some news that you might be interested in, Karen. Uh-oh. <clears throat> a Finnish hotel seeks professional guest for 35 days. Okay. Fed up with the neighbors, pipes bursting in your kitchen, or you just want to get away from it, from it for a while? Hotel Finn in the heart of Helsinki might just be the ticket. They're seeking a professional sleeper hey. for 35 days to test their rooms and write all about it. Nah, nah, nah. You talking about a job you can do watching women bend over. This is a job I can do. I know everybody getting up and uh, getting employed up in here. Mm-hmm. All them down pillars all fluffy and soft. Mmm. And the beds all soft and, and the mattresses soft and the blankets all goosey. Yeah. See, that's, that's my thing. Hotel manager Tio Tika 
says he thought up the stunt to help promote the hotel at the lengthy renovations tika said wednesday that they were looking at a dynamic person to write a quality blog about their daily experiences at the basic hotel which has no bar or restaurant requirements fluent finnish and english russian a plus the job opens may 17th with applications closing the end of april so far more than 600 would-be hotel sleepers have applied karen you have a little over a month to learn how to speak english uh finnish and russian (laughs) so good luck buddy i know right um apparently george zimmerman's brother tweeted some stuff about um trayvon martin and black kids and um uh people are calling it a uh racist tirade mm-hmm. that he went on mm-hmm. uh he tweeted uh let's see the brother of george zimmerman thought it would be a smart idea to make the parallel between two teenage boys from georgia who were charged with murdering a 13 month old baby and the slain teenager trayvon martin they're, they're not the same it's yeah. apples and oranges dog yeah there were these two dudes that killed a baby in front of um in front of uh the mother like in a stroller like they tried oh. they were trying to rob her she said she didn't have any money they said give us some money we're gonna shoot your baby she said she didn't have any money so they shot the baby in front of her oh mm-hmm. while i was in a stroller and he's comparing that to trayvon martin being murdered by his brother george zimmerman for walking down the street after getting some skittles nigga what Apparently that's the same to him because it's black dudes and to him the stip the the default uh stereotype for black dudes is violent, crazy, gonna kill everything in front of you, black. That's that's what that's what he goes to, you know. So basically by being black and young, you justify being uh killed because hey, chances are you're a criminal anyway, right? Yeah. According to him, yes, and according to a lot of people. So he says, at NAACP, at Ben Shapiro, at NRA, alleged Facebook pics of the 13-month-old Antonio Santiago's alleged killer and hashtag Trayvon Martin, hashtag uncanny. And it's a pic where it's the dude that, uh, the dude that killed the baby, he's throwing up gang signs and Trayvon Martin is throwing up double middle fingers um that's not the same so yeah he said that and and how you gonna add the NAACP some bullshit like that and not expect somebody to respond to you come on dog yeah and the, the thing that's frustrating to me is like this dude was just on Bill Maher's show and people were saying well like Bill Maher did a good job of letting him you know uh letting him bury himself and all this stuff and I like I, I just don't share that sentiment because it's like one he didn't really grill him on anything but then Mm-mm. two it felt like whenever they were trying to it's a comedy show so they were making jokes and making light mm-hmm. of it it's like you're making light of the murder of a little boy yes and with the the killer's brother and trying to make it seem like there's some common ground that can be shared here there's no fucking common ground between him and reason nope you know because like well when it boils down to it you're just you know you're saying this and i'm saying that and it's like 
nah it's actually this is not politics you yeah, know this yeah this is actually way different than yes it is gun control this is not the gun control debate to be no. had right now um he also tweeted the way people choose to publicly portray themselves speaks volumes about their character so many of you get that for those who don't sorry so yeah he didn't get that he's publicly portraying himself as a callous asshole um so he went on uh i think it was pierce morgan let me see what's well he went on some show and um they actually discussed it yeah it was pierce morgan um so let me see if i can play that audio for everybody but that's from england ain't it yeah i don't know how pierce morgan became like the 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 go-to guy guy or whatever he's the guy apparently he is we're always having clips on the show from him the first one i thought was i'll turn the volume up I'll, i'll fix it controversial the second one if i'm blatantly honest with you i thought was bordering on outright racism right it seemed to me that what you were saying was this is why young blacks are risky in other words that is why my brother George did what he did to Trayvon Martin. Yeah, certainly that's one way to read it. And, and that seems to be the way that a lot of people have interpreted it. And I don't think Twitter is the place to make uh, points about what you recall uh, a year ago because the recollections that I have or that we have as a family specifically are very different than what can be portrayed in 140 characters. Now, I realize those were controversial and offensive, and I did publicly apologize for them. I don't think it was the right thing to do that way. Uh, one of the, the point about the pictures uh, was the larger point on the media and, and their honesty in portraying uh, the person who encountered my brother February 26. We've been led to believe that it's a, a junior high school aged uh, person because of the pictures, the way he's portrayed. Well, he was 17. We'll, we'll never interview Trayvon Martin. We'll never see Trayvon Martin. But we have. We didn't dispute you were 17. No, of course not, Pierce. I'm not gonna so you're talking about a young 17-year-old boy well, young who, had gone, who had gone from his father's house to buy some Skittles from a store. Okay, so and now we're back, to the, we're back to the Skittles from the store. Here, let well, me explain. We're not back to that, but the reason why I want to take you back to that is that when you say that what these two black teens did to a woman and the baby, they shot the baby in the head is the allegation mm-hmm. they've been charged with. Right. A more gruesome crime would be hard sure. to imagine. You are likening this to Trayvon Martin, well, who was unarmed. Well, let me, he let didn't me get, even have a gun on it. Let me get back to the, to, to the first tweet. What, what I'm saying is, uh, it, and, and again, I understand it's controversial and I apologize for it, and I'm sincere about that. I, I shouldn't have done it this way. Uh, and I don't dispute he was 17. I understand that. What I'm saying is, yeah, he was 17, and he chose to portray himself hit by his own hand in a certain way. Nigga, what? yeah and and that's the thing um one i always said that uh that having his brother go out and represent his case is it's a losing battle yes at worst he's biased mm-hmm. and at best he's simply not trained for the tougher questions questions and things of that and, nature. and this dude is like over from like london england and they're 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 they are kind of different than us so Pierce is going to go at him. Yeah. And so he basically was like, you're comparing an unarmed black boy with Skittles getting shot to two black dudes with a gun shooting a baby the same. He was like, well, we're going back to the Skittles. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you derail what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You're comparing stuff that's not identical. And like you said, he's not trained. 
to deal with people that's really going to drill him and go at him and scrutinize this dumb shit he's saying. And he said, I apologize. He said, I apologize for Twitter. Not that he apologized for what he said. Not that he apologized for his comments. He said he apologized for posting it on Twitter. Yeah, I, like, that's the thing is, I know a bullshit apology when I hear one. Yeah, see, that's not and sincere. Say it, saying, like, well, I apologize for where I said it, but you know, now let me go on and defend it. It's like, well, you're not really apologizing. No, you're not. You know, like when you apologize, sometimes you got to be sincere. And you have to say like, yeah, I apologize. And, uh, it, what I did was wrong. What I said was wrong, blah, blah, blah. But he, he's not really apologizing for the whole thing. No, he's just more, uh, apologizing for, uh, for putting it on Twitter, which to and, me is a, a non-apology and and the thing is like the the lawyer that's defending george zimmerman is probably like fuck i wish you would go somewhere and shut the fuck up <laughs> right. because every time you open your mouth and you say ignorant and dumb shit we don't know who is going to be picked you know to be on the jury and they got to sit here and listen to you talk and you might affect and sway their views yep well this speaking of affecting views uh this happened um Uh-oh. and there was the talking of of twitter today uh rick ross um dropped some bars Uh-oh. uh that uh i i really feel like are a new low um for him and uh people that support it i feel like it's a, a new low for hip-hop but uh here i'll play it for you no, no, just have me in the car, you don't even know it. I came up from bottom, you don't even know it. My niggas alright with me, you don't even know it. Got killers with me right now, you don't even know it. This million dollar watch, nigga, you don't even know it. Got a million dollar crib, nigga, you don't even know it. That nigga show you that ring rock, you ain't even know it. I die over these Reeboks, you ain't even know it. Put Molly all in her champagne. She ain't need no. I took her home and I enjoyed that. She ain't need no. Got a hundred acres out. Mhm. Did you Did you hear it? She ain't need know it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's talking about uh, putting Molly, which is you know like the the. I know you just told me that's a drug. Right. Right. MDA. Um. Like, ecstasy. Basically, yeah. Like the hardest part of ecstasy, the active ingredient, if you will uh put it into somebody's drink while they don't know it and then going taking her home and enjoying that which i'm assuming is having sex with her while she's not aware of it and she ain't even know it mm-hmm. and uh it's funny because a lot of people like i was listening to uh twib and they were talking about it and they were saying how like it's part of a trend and stuff and i was like i can understand uh women being objectified as part of a trend but this specific reference and line is about is rape. the worst shit that I've ever heard. Like I've never heard a song worse than this in rap, literally describing a rape. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I raped somebody. They didn't know it. So, uh, and he defended it as a misunderstanding. What's misunderstanding? <laughs> I dropped some shit in her champagne. She didn't know it. I took her home and did some things. What what you do? Baked her a cake? Rubbed her feet? What the fuck did you do? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's... Play patty cake with her? I don't understand this. 
yeah apparently he's saying that uh it's not um let me see rick ross has come forward and attempted to defend himself against the backlash caused by his controversial rhyme his outrageous lyrics in the new single u-o-e-n-o you ain't even know it by rocco has sparked debate causing change.org and raprehab.com to launch petitions calling on Ross to apologize and take full responsibility for the utterly disgraceful words. The Miami rapper's line says, put Molly all in her champagne. She ain't even know it. I took her home and I enjoyed that. She ain't even know it. Molly is a drug called MDMA or ecstasy. Ross's lyrics insinuate he spiked a woman's drink with the drug that took her home and had his way with her without her consent. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a misunderstanding, a misinterpretation, Rose told Q93.3 in New Orleans Wednesday. The pitiful excuse for a hip-hop rhyme was released just after the widely publicized decision in the Steubenville, Ohio rape case. The conviction of the two high school football players who were accused of sexually assaulting an intoxicated 16-year-old girl that did not consent received a slew of backlash, and the victim was harassed before and after the judgment. Um... Like the case, Ross's rap has drawn a major discussion on violence against women, causing hip-hop fans and women's rights activists to voice their outrage. Change.org is urging the the artist to publicly apologize for glorified date rape. I would never use the term rape in my records. Hip-hop don't condone that. The streets don't condone that. Nobody condones that, he continued. So I just want, I just wanted to reach out to all my queens that's on my timeline, all the sexy ladies, the beautiful ladies that have been reaching out to me with the misunderstanding. We don't condone rape and I'm not with that. <sighs> and this is the shit I'm talking about where people literally think rape isn't rape. <laughs> Yes, why do why do I have to say I raped you in order for it to be rape? He basically is like, I'm not calling it rape though. That's basically his excuse. Like, yeah, you just described at at minimum a date rape and a very gray situation. Oh no no no! <laughs> See, you're saying date rape, that which is good. That I hear you. I hear you what you're saying. No no, I didn't call it rape. I said I enjoyed that. So that's but she know it, which means she didn't consent. Right, right. She didn't tell you yes. She didn't tell you no. She didn't tell you maybe. She didn't say I give you some head. She didn't say shit. She didn't know what the fuck was happening to her. Right. But I I ain't with that rape. Like it's like and that's how women get raped and people go well I didn't rape her because I didn't say rape and she didn't say rape. So technically it wasn't a rape word. Yep. Word. Um, so and and uh the rick uh i mean and then it's it's just it's one of those things where like that's how a lot of dudes think Uh yes it is you have to combat that culture yes you do or else you're going to end up um you know like fighting a a battle that you can't win I, i feel like the culture can be changed like the seatbelt culture was changed like yeah, yeah, yes like yes uh, it can. like we treat driving drunk like we treat you know like certain things where there's also a stigma attached to you being the dumbass who believes this thing yes which keeps people from doing the dumb shit because it's like well, yes everyone thinks this is dumb um so i'm glad people are shouting him down man I, I i you know he can choose to remain ignorant if he wants to and i'm sure uh, a lot of people are gonna continue supporting this album and trying to argue it out, but I'm mm-hmm. glad the discussion's being had, and um, I'm glad that uh, people are shouting them down. Um, As they should. Quit being lazy. And uh, speaking of this, uh, we also have a um, 
you remember the song candy rain yes well the internet who made who originally made that song um candy rain candy rain who made candy rain originally um so for real i believe so for real um well there's a new version of candy rain just in time for the internet y'all who's down It don't sound like nothing like them high pitched little boys. Did he really let the echo roll on pussy though? <laughs> I didn't even realize he said pussy. <laughs> what? Oh. Baby, I think you over 18. Why is this girl laying on the bed looking not pleased? I think she tried to do her sexy face, but she just literally looks like she is not pleased like, to be niggas, there. Y'all rolled in here with these cameras and just asked me to throw my clothes on and do this shit. This looks like a twin bed, too, so I'm assuming they're about to uh, have a breakup sex on it. Yes. All right, here we go. Oh, he said, eat that pussy. Lord have mercy. Tastes so sweet when I hit that pussy, Karen. Just like the little kid so for real intended it to be about. No, I don't. Th- I think they were talking about uh, 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 M&M's and Skittles and Reese's Pieces cups, not pussy. What is he planning on doing to this vagina? Sir, I don't stop. know. That's that's sexual assault. That's what that is. Sir. Lord have mercy, girl. She she gonna need to get herself stitched back together by the time he gets through doing all the shit he got planned. He, he think he being sexy. He think he being sexy. It ain't nothing sexy about that. I'm gonna beat it up. Like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you right now, you come to me singing some goddamn auto tunes. I'm like, mm, 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 mm. I can ride it, chop it, and punch it in the face. Like, <laughs> I can chop it, screw it. What, what, what are we talking about what here? What are we doing to this vagina, sir? Doing a lot. trying to tell you son if you make my pussy run something terribly terribly wrong son i, I should be trying to stay and enjoy it all but if, but if, <laughs> but if my pussy to be like you know what bitch i'm out and it, and it grab it got get two feet in truck we got issues i, I heard we got problems it, i heard him make it in rain this nigga gonna make it run. run oh my god also like you were like should i run before we even start this process I like how also he has that, that R&B where you can't sing rhythm 
to his song yes but he little offbeat quite little look, like like not really on beat little offbeat well it's just that that baby girl i'm here if you wanna go yeah, cause, you cause, see me now, yeah you're trying to be monotone because you don't because you don't really got no range in your voice yes. yeah yeah and it's just that same like three or four syllables every time yes oh my god this is beautiful Ask about me <laughs> if you want to have my tongue. I guess so. Oh, my God. These niggas are from Toronto. Oh, Canada. Oh, oh man. Shirley Cove, Owen. What is going on? I guess on? Jill was right. Oh my my my! Oh, they rapping. Touch you, girl. Ain't no pussy lip and smiling right at me, girl. You know. They smiling, son. Oh, I wish I could get fired every day if shit like this would happen. If this shit would happen every day, then lay me off every day. Oh, he rhymed girl and girl. Oh my god. Take it before I even touch you, girl. Ain't no pussy lip and smiling right at me, girl. You know I lick you up, then I lick you down. I beat the kitty up, then I lay you making all them sounds. It's going round for round. The way you twerking, I pussy make me want beat it down. You making all them sounds. It's going round for round. The way you twerking, I pussy make me want beat it down. Swag. Oh, the best use of the word swag ever. Swag. They should have never gave these niggas a HD camera. <laughs> you oh. know what, Ro- baby? You know what? If these niggas can make a video, we we, we need to do we we got we got to do something for YouTube. And put it like this: if they can do this shit, you more creative than this, son. Holy shit! I don't think I can top this. This is natural talent. They're not even being ironic. <laughs> it's not a joke. Oh yeah, we we, we wouldn't be serious. So oh, the, but, the but number, they serious. The number one comment on this shit is they clowning y'all in World Star homies. Aha. <laughs> Ten thumbs up. Oh, they clowning y'all in World Star. <laughs> candy, oh my god! He in the in the elevator. He's dancing with the chick. And the rapping dude goes down like he's dancing on her and kisses her on her leg right below her skirt. Just oh. creepy. Oh. These niggas are some creeps. Yo, that pussy eating bragging game is the number one move <laughs> of no game having niggas, man. That's the number one move. Like, oh, girl, I eat that pussy till they had to run from me. <laughs> I know women be like, uh, mm, yeah, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and some women don't even like that, you know. So yeah. they're like, oh, mm. I don't know about this. Uh, eat it till I'm running and shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. Just, mm-hmm. uh, you might want to keep that to yourself. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. then, oh, this is so perfect. Oh. I wish they could do this every day, man. These niggas have <laughs> other videos. 
Oh, they got other- No, I don't know. I don't see oh. anything else. And the, the name, oh. of, the name of the group is NWS Candy Rain official video. Uh, I'm assuming NWS means not work safe. That must be what that stands for. <laughs> not safe for work. You can't play this at work. You will laugh too goddamn long, much. Yes. I hope so for real got their royalties out of this bullshit. They better have. You know I'm about to tear that pussy up, girl. You can't do this forever. Come on. Come on. The video's only two minutes long, okay? Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that says a nigga with swag. <laughs> dude can't oh, nigga was so they really even had like the 90s r&v rap dude in the shit man and he rhymed them two bars and them weak ass like bars like they was hot yes he did what was them two bars hold on <laughs> them late shaking before i even touch you girl and a pussy lip and smiling right at me girl you know i lick you up then i lick you down i beat the kitty up then I lay you making all them sounds It's going round for round The way you twerking that pussy Make me want to beat it down You making all them sounds It's going round for round The way you twerking that pussy Make me want to beat it down Swag Swag I love the way he ends that Do they even know anyone who raps? Oh no, they can't I'm not sure these niggas have rapped t- I don't like this video this video also is the debut of anyone that knows these niggas knowing that these two niggas rap. I guarantee it. I guarantee all their friends yeah. are like, you, you, you got a rap video? Yeah. Why? That, Why? that shit make me just go want to go around and walk with somebody just go swag and just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell is wrong? I got them legs shaking even before I touch it, girl. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Mm, no, mm, mm, shit. Nah, my pussy should not be running. Nope. Cooking all that shit. <laughs> these <laughs> niggas. <laughs> oh my god. They should have never uh, gave these niggas a YouTube chance. Yes, I got I got to add that to my vocabulary for no damn reason. I'm just gonna be like swag. Swag. Uh, <laughs> a man who slashed his friend's neck with a samurai sword claimed to have been joking. Oh, but that cut ain't no joke. Now, where in the hood you know they play like that? Oh, no. Hmm. That's my question. Um, Daniel Gallagher. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was Asian Gallagher. <laughs> Use swords. You know, black Gallagher got a gun. White Gallagher, white Gallagher got the mallet. Asian Gallagher got, got swords. Oh. Daniel Gallagher left his friend Peter Roy scarred for life after slicing the large sword across his neck as he waved it around during a drinking session. Sheriff Michael Felt- Fletcher told him, it's very lucky the man head didn't come off, but it's also equally unlucky that anything happened to him at all this. No, I can hear what I'm saying, Karen. I'm reading the real words. Okay? Oh, okay okay just, oh, I, oh i thought you was making it up too my bad no, no, okay no. so you actually read an article i'm yes, sorry i'm just reading the <laughs> case this was a drunken episode which could have been which could have had horrific consequences it was entirely Swag. due to sheer <laughs> luck that the incident caused what seems to be a relatively minor injury oh um, lord 
there's no love there's no doubt at all that wasn't under your control because it happened the way it did because you were out of control under the influence of alcohol perth sheriff court heard now how gallagher picked up the sword and picked it up no <laughs> perth sheriff court <laughs> First sheriff court heard how Gallagher picked up the sword and pulled it from a protective shield before waving it around and slashing Peter Roy's neck. The oh. friends, the friends had been drinking in a friend's house when Gallagher spotted the weapon and then used it to cut his friend. Gallagher denied liberally, liberally, deliberately attacking Mr. Roy, but admitted scarring him for life by brandishing the sword in a culpable, reckless manner. He admitted striking Mr. Roy to his injury and permanent disfigurement with the sword at and on march 16th last year fiscal dispute i mean fiscal depute charmaine cole said the crown could not prove it was deliberate and intentional attack they the accused the complainer and two mutual friends had been together most of the day they had spent the day drinking alcohol the complainer was very drunk he went to one of the bedrooms to lie down for a couple hours. The accused and two others continued drinking. The complainer got back up at 5 p.m. The accused um, <clears throat> noticed that there was a samurai sword lying against the corner of the room. Oh, it was it was within a shield and it was within a shield. And the accused went and had a look at it and took it out of the shield. Oh, shit. Now, this don't sound like they're trying to make it sound polite and shit. But come on. Oh, I just happened to want to go take a look at the sword when we were arguing. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Did I accidentally cut your neck? I thought you were a black teenager and it would be okay. (laughs) He then began to swing it around, brandishing it towards the complainer. Uh, He was swinging it back and forth. The complainer and another man were sitting on the couch. On one swing, the sword caught the complainer on the back of his neck. As soon as the sword struck, the complainer began to bleed. Well, what do you expect? He's a complainer. One of the men went uh-huh. to fetch some toilet paper to stem the flow of blood and contact, contacted an ambulance. Miss Cole told the court that Mr. Roy was given stitches and had been left with permanent scars along his hairline as a result of the wound. Solicitor Linda Clark defending said he picked up the sword and was effectively striking it round, laughing and joking. During the course of doing so, he managed to strike the complainer. Um, she told the court her client had been guilty of rank stupidity and said himself that he had been living a fairly useless existence oh lord she called his life pointless <laughs> he need to find shit to do his life has been pointless get to filming some of them videos nigga um <clears throat> Gallagher was, was placed on yeah, a two find year you some boys and say swag <laughs> Gall- yeah that's what he said he slashed his neck swag uh gallagher was placed on a two-year community payback order and told to carry out a hundred hours unpaid work he's also under ordered to undergo alcohol treatment so um <clears throat> all right let's do some guest race guys i know what you guys really came here for you, yes you guys don't care about uh any of this bullshit <clears throat> um this is a Frat boy violence. A 17 year old girl on a recruiting trip to ASU and now in the Maricopa Medical Center burn unit. Good Uh-oh. evening, I'm Steve Irvin. And I'm Stephanie Hawkers. The teen injured at a fraternity party and now police say they have lots of questions. ABC 15's Christopher Sign getting the latest details on this. And Chris, before you explain the specific situation, how is the girl doing tonight? Oh, Stephanie, at last <laughs> check, I'm told she's recovering with some serious burns to her legs. You're going to see the damage in just a moment. But first, according to Tempe Detective, 
detectives. She was at that fraternity party, standing next uh, to a bonfire, if you will. Not necessarily like this, but you get the point. And according to witnesses you're going to hear from, somebody walked up with some vodka, threw the vodka onto the fire, causing it to splash, igniting her. Damn! Serious burns cover the teen's legs. This photo taken shortly after the incident. We smelt the burning hair and burning skin. And We're calling this girl Maggie, concealing her identity because she's concerned about discussing what she saw. Another girl we're calling Megan saw it as well. I was in shock at first and I knew she just needed to get help. Turns out the person behind the incident, according to witnesses, threw the alcohol on the fire twice. The second one set the girl ablaze, causing her to fall. Went to the ground and people were on top of her. Something else, as Maggie and another girl tried to help the victim, Tempe Police Sergeant Mike Pooley says members of the fraternity wanted the victim to do something for them. After she received her burns, she was asked to leave the party, to go down the street and wait for the fire department to get there because they were afraid that the police were going to get there. There obviously was underage drinking that was going on. The 17-year-old high school student in town from California was taken to the Maricopa Medical Center burn unit. The teen's parents are now here, and Tempe detectives want answers. It is an investigation that involves an aggravated assault, and this, this young lady is going to have some severe burns the rest of her life, some scars that she'll never forget. I'm very, very happy that the police are investigating this. She just deserves some justice with this. And you heard Tempe Police Sergeant Michael Pooley say this is an aggravated assault investigation. Steve and Stephanie, that would be a felony charge if they figure out who did this and do in fact charge them. Meanwhile, even just within the past hour and a half, two hours or so, Tempe detectives were still interviewing witnesses and also looking for additional witnesses, Steve and Stephanie. So uh, this is a developing investigation, certainly to be continued. It's irresponsible in so many ways. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Chris. Yeah, very irresponsible. Um, ratchetness. Um, let's check what the chat room has to say for the ra uh, the guests of the race of the uh, <clears throat> fraternity and people burned. Uh, teenagers drinking vodka and one of them is named Megan. Come on, son. <laughs> so that's not a guest, but I'm assuming that's white. I'm assuming so too. Jean Grey White, members of Cracker Alpha Cheese Fraternity. Oh my. <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> Bonfire, the brothers of Sigma Chi, white fire, I mean white girl, white if she was black they would have called her Rhonda or some shit, cheddar, melting, fondue, loving white girl which started the color of a marshmallow, now burnt marshmallow white, <laughs> Velveeta, Ciroc was used, Oh, <clears throat> the correct answer is white, everybody that guessed white got it correct, um, Let's check out the uh, next video. A mess of insulation and plaster. This is where an accused thief crashed onto the kitchen floor. I was happy that they found him before I spent a night here and he was up in my attic. Shirley Cloud says over the weekend she came home here in southwest Oklahoma City to find two would-be thieves still inside her home. When I get here, I can see stuff all over the floor. Shirley says one of the suspects, Taylor Lane, hit her from behind and fled out the back door. Wow. The second suspect strangely climbed up the stairs to her <coughs> attic and successfully hid from police. And you know, they just didn't see anybody. They did a search of the residence, were unable to find the suspects in the residence or in the neighborhood. A short time later, hearing strange noises coming from her attic, Shirley once again called police. That's when officers found Nicholas Werner hiding out upstairs. 
upon trying to handcuff this suspect where he was hiding, he actually fell through the ceiling and fell into the kitchen. They came out and said, well, you have a hole in your ceiling because he fell through. With Warner taken into custody, he told police where to find his alleged accomplice, Lane, who lives just a few blocks away. No one answered that door. In the meantime, Shirley is left to fix the hole left behind by the accused thief. The police kept apologizing to me and that they didn't find him the first time. I don't care about that as long as he's not there and he's gone. All right. So, guess the race of the people in her ceiling uh, who uh, got caught. Um, that's some Tyrone Biggum's crackhead shit. Black, says P-Funk. White boy, says Sparky. Ah! Uh, homophobic, but will turn extremely gay if you fall asleep around them. White. White ass, snitch ass nigga. Black dudes don't stay at the scene. White. White like clouds. Crackhead black. The correct answer is white. It was white. He must, he must have stepped on the, uh, un, unbeam part. My ass has fell through a cylinder before. Mm-hmm. And that shit is traumatic. And what was your clue that he was white, Karen? He ran in the ceiling. You, you supposed to leave the premises. Uh, I knew he was white because white people do crimes like this in pairs. Like, this is a, <laughs> this is a black person. This is a single person crime. Okay. True. He, mm. he'd have been the one that popped us out of the head and ran and you'd have never found him. Exactly. Cleveland mother is in trouble after police say she threatened to blow up her son's school. We're told she was <gasps> upset after her child got disciplined for not completing a class assignment. News Channel 5's Michael Baldwin joins us live. And Michael, you tried to talk to Parent this of the year. Well, actually, Danita, when we went to the woman's home, she wasn't there. And we actually got to speak to the man who says he is her husband. They say that they have uh, five children. He says that at one point in time, all of them have been through Nathan Hale Elementary. And he said they've had nothing but problems. This is Orkenya Mason. You could say she got a lesson in what not to do when you're mad at your kid's teacher. Police say they got a call about someone threatening to blow up a school. She never had no what she got. She don't have no means to blow up no school or no never done anything like that. This is Anthony Oliver. He says he is Mason's husband, but didn't really want to talk to our cameras. A few weeks ago, police say Mason went to Nathan Hale Elementary raving mad because a teacher had pulled her son out of class because he refused to complete an assignment. Something Oliver said he and his wife were not happy about. They. They're supposed to be children first, and they're not even thinking about that. They were thinking about their egos or whatever they were arguing about. The child's teacher claims he received multiple calls from Mason saying, quote, I'm going to kick your, we'll say, Heine. I'm going to shoot your, we'll say, Heine again. Do you think what she did was wrong? He edited, did he? I, I, have, I, didn't, I, even, I wasn't even there, so I can't judge on anything. The police report goes on to say Mason. He sounds like a man that's scared of his wife, too. What did you about it? Like, nigga, you going to get me beat now, okay? Now just get out of here before she come back home. Mason told school officials, quote, I'm going to shoot up the building. They don't never check me when I come in there. I can do what I want. Well, this uh, thing between the parents and teacher. Oliver stuck up for his wife's wild behavior, saying the family has had problems with the school over the years. Because she always deal with the school um, almost every day. All right, Mason has an arraignment coming up on March 19th. As for the child, Oliver tells me that he's doing just fine. We're live in Cleveland. And on your side, I'm Michael Baldwin, News Channel 5. More disturbing news. 
Um, all right. Let's see what the chat room thinks about the uh, race here. Crickets of the lunar variety. <laughs> Iggernaze. <laughs> Oh, Greg, <laughs> the morning, the mother of NWS swag, swag, uh, single black mother with attitude. Shout out to my mother. It's her birthday. Niggas always threatening some shit. They will never do swag. Sounds like the rantings of a mad black woman. Check him for bruises with the weather, not whether not visible. Shawty Lowe's second cousin, uh, that name shaking my head. Damn darkies shaking my <laughs> damn head. at Ignite. Okay. Black gums. Mother of Future Hood Wolf, the correct answer is black. The the name tipped me off. Mm-hmm. And my thing is this. I, I know I don't have to deal with the school system, but come on, your baby gotta do assignments. You can't your baby can't be like, fuck it out, I ain't doing shit and then the the teacher's like, Well, you got to leave and nah, my baby gonna you just from the rest of the class. I knew I knew she was black when um she said I'm gonna blow this shit up. It's like only black people make big grandiose threats like that. They can't do like it's so ridiculous that you don't call the cops. It's like I'll blow this motherfucker sky high. It's like, okay. like yeah, where, where you gonna get some C for? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Tell me how you gonna make a bomb out of fertilizer. What are the ingredients? Ah, right. All right. Here's uh, another one. A national fast food chain has a secret menu you don't know about, and one of the names of an item on that menu is proving to be offensive to some people. Uh, Ryan Bailey went to three local McDonald's to see if the myth he had heard about this sandwich were true. He brings us more in our top story tonight. No, but I wouldn't doubt that people might come up with names like that. It must be a big one with a lot of people involved in one big sandwich. Every McDonald's has some sort of secret menu, items that you cannot see, but if you know what to order, they will make for you. One of the items is called the All-American Meal, which consists of a cheeseburger, a small fry, and a small drink. The other one is a double Big Mac. Uh, Basically, either one that you ask for, uh, you get. Those are the two that are on the menu that you can ask for that aren't on the actual menu that you can physically view from the public eye. One creation you will not find on any of their menus, but one that we were able to order at three different Laredo area McDonald's is called the McGangbang. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, do you have something on your secret menu called the McGangbang that I can try? I'm sorry. A McGangbang? Thinking it may have... <laughs> she was like, secret menu? She said, okay, sir. And then he repeated it, thinking like, well, maybe she didn't hear me. And then she said anything else. Like, we we got you. Yeah, people order this shit all the time. What if they got like McBusket? Then they got that up there. <laughs> McSwag. Mm-hmm. The McRick Ross. That's when you don't even know what's on your sandwich. Oh, Lord. Ben, only that particular You don't location. even remember eating a sandwich? We tried again at two other restaurants. Uh, yeah, do you have a uh, McGangbang? Yes, sir. Hi, Mr. Jordan. Yeah, uh, do you have a McGangbang? I will have to tell you how to spice that McDouble. double. Okay. That is exactly what it contains. Two pieces of meat and one hot and spicy piece of chicken. The employees taking these orders never blinked twice when the sandwich was ordered. Do you get a lot of these orders? Yes. Yeah. Is there a lot of stuff on the secret menu that people don't know about? Well, it's just the McGangbang that they usually get. That they usually get. The origins of this burger are disputed by bloggers on the internet, but should a food chain so devoted to kids and families have a sandwich, secret or not, with such a vulgar name? 
just the name itself, it's like, no, 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 it turns you off. Especially if people have morals. I think it's appropriate. I mean, not appropriate for the little kids, but for the kids that come after school and everything, yeah. The name should definitely change. Uh, obviously, the items in it, that's their own personal preference, but the name should change. And look at my generation. You know, the morals really have gone down a lot, a lot. Ryan Bailey, Laredo's Pro 8 News. Man, I think they should have some oh, more. Oh, playing guess the race? Cause I no, 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 no. Oh, no guess the race, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's nothing to guess on that. Um, I think they should have, like, uh, the Mick double penetration. That would be good. You know, uh, the Mick cock sandwich. Uh, Mick cum dumpster. <laughs> Gotta have some Mick cum dumpster. That's when you take, like, all the sauces from the McNuggets and you pour them all onto the nuggets. And, you know, time. and that must be original thing. Cause I bet you if I go to McDonald's and I'm a gang bang, they look at me like I'm nuts. McGangbang. Who fucking thinks like that? You gotta be I don't know. a fucking animal. What is it? Two burgers and a McChicken sandwich? It's a McDouble with a chicken patty between it. Uh, and they call it a McGangbang. What yeah. is it? Chicken banging the burgers? McDogging is what I, what I've been watching lately. Um, alright, let's, a couple more <laughs> guests to race. McBusket, yeah. Let's take a couple more, uh, guests to race. Um, uh, that one's too long. Uh, I've been looking at this for weeks. Um, <laughs> every time I look at it, I'm like, why did they write so many words about this man? Um, all right. A uh, Saturday night was all right for fighting at Chuck E. Cheese on Boynton Beach. Boy, Chuck E. Cheese. They, 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 Chuck E. Cheese is a place to brawl, ain't it? Yeah, it's a completely different story. The other one was like, didn't we read one last week that was 18... Folks People. in there brawling. Yeah. Yes. Um, Honey, don't take your kids to Chuck E. Cheese, y'all. <laughs> the chat room was saying, Mick Bukaki, Mick DPT, Mick Teabag, <laughs> Mick Wesley Pipes, my favorite. <laughs> the Mick Wesley Pipes won't shut the fuck up. Huh? Yes, huh? That'd be a talking ass sandwich. You throw it in the trash can. That shit still be talking. You thought you threw me away. You didn't eat me. I'm still here, bitch. Come on back. You know you want some more swag. Look at all that burger hanging out. You just gonna let that burger hang out? Mm-mm. Eat it. Make it mm. nasty. Make it nasty. Let that cheese melting off the side of me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you cry like these onions they just fried on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't like word. Let them see it. Let them see you eat this burger. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of me. Look at all that burger. Look at all yeah. that burger. In Look your at mouth. that nasty grease dripping down your face when you bite into me. Make it nasty. <laughs> the big Wesley fights would have the best ad campaign in Ever. the game, dog. That shit would be talking the whole time. <laughs> oh. You're yes. just going to leave all that burger hanging out your mouth. Take it all. Take it I'm just, all. I'm just going to stick a little bit of this burger in your mouth. Just tip. Cr- cram it up. Cram it all to the back of your throat. Yeah. I want to hear your gag. You want some more burger? Then ah! tell, tell me you want some more. You want some more burger? Then tell me you want some more. Yeah. Come on, God damn it. Make it nasty. It's just like your sister's burger. <laughs> um, the, um, Saturday night was all right for fighting at Chuck E. Cheese in Boynton <laughs> Beach, oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. The child-friendly restaurant uh, was uh, seen uh, at a 6.40 p.m. scrap that escalated to gunplay elsewhere in the city with a 32-year-old man suffering a bullet wound to the lower leg. Oh, shit. I took it. 
According How come we don't hear more about kids getting shot and mauled at Chuck E. Cheese? Because it's like the adults be fighting and no kids get hurt. Our kids too busy playing. Man, maybe I did read this one already. No, you know, I did read this already. This is just a different report. On, on the, the same, same story. On the same Okay. Story, yeah. But yeah. brawling. All right, here's one. This is uh, 27-year-old Wafik Sabir El Amin of Richmond, Virginia, was charged with malicious wounding after the aspiring rapper fired a shot towards the head of his friend after declaring him as his sacrifice. The oh, bullet, shit. The bullet luckily ricocheted off the victim's hand but sent bone and skin fragments into his eye. Prose- oh. Prosecutors say El Amin was obsessed with the Illuminati, especially as it related to the rap career of 50 Cent. An exec- executed search warrant at the home of w- where the incident occurred turned up a book about the secret society and a pound of marijuana. By his own admission, the rapper confessed that he was high at the time and doesn't recall the December attack. Guess the race of Mr. Wafik Sabir El Amin. Uh, the rapper who wanted to sacrifice his friend so he could join the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Wow. I want to get in Illuminati. How do you think 50 did it? Uh, he had to get shot nine times. I'm going to shoot you nine times, though. I figured out a trick. Ah. Inspired by Waka Flocka Black Swag, says Sparger. Oh. 5% nigga. <laughs> I think he meant 5% of nigga. The only people who believe in Illuminati are niggas. Freeway look like a look alike Jigaboo. Former blood bro- diamond worker. Tree chucking stove pipe giving weed a bad name. Delusional African nation of Islam supervillain swag camel jockey. So correct answer is camel jockey. Black. He was a black man. Um, homeless theft suspect to deputies. I've got a big bag of marijuana and a wad of cash. <laughs> On Tuesday morning, deputies responded to the Sweet Bay Grocery Store in Ocala. Oh, Florida. Sweet Bay. I like that name. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds like a restaurant. Oh, Florida. It sounds like a spice. After, oh, it does. A good the- spice, too. After getting a report of retail theft, according to news release from Marion County Sheriff's Office, Robert Lee Mitchell, 48, was reportedly seen lifting a couple of cans of sardines worth of worth a dollar ninety eight while shopping. Mitchell allegedly told an arrested deputy that he was homeless and living in a camp. Mitchell also stated that he had twenty seven hundred dollars in cash plus a food stamp card with available funds. Uh, when Why Mitchell he still? was directed to empty his pockets, he reportedly removed a large amount of cash, a pocket knife, and a plastic bag of coins. He could have paid for it. After the deputies then asked Mitchell if he had anything else on this person, the homeless man stated, I've got a big bag of marijuana before he pulled out a gallon-sized freezer bag of pot. Oh, shit. Obviously, this dude had been one happy camper. This is his 10th booking in the Marion County Jail. Now, what I wonder is, did he find that? Or like what was like he must have just fell on ran up on somebody's stash, right? Yeah, he must he must have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that didn't make any sense for him to be like, uh, I got this money and this uh Yeah, we guessed the race. Yeah, it's guessed the race, um, on this dude. But yeah, just I also love when criminals do all the work for the cops and shit was just like, Well, I got this weed. And some mud drug money, but other than that, officers, I barely stole anything. The color of privilege, PW. My nephew, the dumb one. I don't know what race that is. Cricket from it's always sunny, sunny. Kill moves, black swag. 
uh <laughs> peter griffin white and crackers the correct answer is what color of the paper my missing paycheck is on white big lip cooney coon nigga the correct answer was white yes it's a white man um all right here's the last one here's the last one uh a pinellas county teacher is under arrest in charge of abusing two of her special needs students Uh oh clearwater police say melanie joe fox 44 admitted to kicking and beating two of her special needs students at the skycrest elementary in clearwater officials say fox pulled the eight-year-old girl's hair kicked her hit her with a book and bound her hands with tape damn as for the six-year-old boy officials say she pushed him to the floor and bound his hands as well but this time with a rubber band i'm serious said navajo true blood who says she loves Skycrest and had five ch- grandchildren who attended the school, but right now is in shock. I can't believe that for the teacher to do the kids like that, especially the special needs kids. It just don't make no sense. That sense of shock and disbelief filled the campus at Skycrest Thursday night after the word got out that Fox had been arrested earlier Thursday and charged with two counts of child abuse. By the way, wow. am I the only one who, when they, you read stuff like that, like it just don't make no sense in an article because it's a direct quote. Would the person really be mad if you fixed it to a proper English? No. You know, why just not? Say it doesn't make sense. I mean, this is already a story from Florida, so it's embarrassing enough. Aww. You don't need to add anything extra to it by putting her imp- improper grammar in there. Just fix nope. it. Nope. And say make it clean. It just doesn't make sense. Cause they did on the phone call. They was like, we'll say, hi, me. Right. It's not like she's going to call the news station and say, you didn't quote me right. Uh, I know you said, I said, it doesn't make sense, but that's not what I said. I said, that just ain't making no sense. So uh, that don't make no sense. So I'm going to need you to get your quotes right. Cause it's embarrassing. <laughs> if you're going to quote me, quote it right. Swag. Yeah. Quote my errors correctly. Um, we interviewed the witnesses, the spokesperson for the city of Clear- Clearwater said, um, the in- we interviewed the teacher and she admitted to the allegations. One teacher, as she was running late to an event at the school Thursday night said, I don't expect a teacher to do that to any child. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh. like there's going to be, well, you know, well, I can kind of see it coming. Yeah, I just I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. You know me, I don't rock the boat. I'm not a snitch. I'm a teacher. Um, <laughs> One woman who claims that volunteered with Fox in the same classroom for several weeks back in December says she's angry and doesn't believe the allegations, even though Fox has admitted to them. Patricia M., who would only give her initials of her last name, said she was doing great with them. I just can't believe she would do all that. What some parents can't believe is that the school never notified them. Like I said, I would have rather had a phone call or some type of message letting me know about this, said Michelle Cotri. I just heard... And I can't believe they didn't call my phone. But now the Skycrest School community is dealing with it as the best, the best they can. I really want to cry, said True Blood. I'm praying to the uh-huh. family, kids, and the teachers too, or for the kids, family, and teachers too. Um, the investigation is ongoing. Uh, guess the race of Melanie Fox, beater of special needs children. Coon teacher who graduated from the Bernie Mac School of Special Education. Uh-oh. White lady who should have retired last year. Check cash an angry black woman. At least she's not fucking a special needs student. It's white. Oh. That just ain't make no sense black. <laughs> Brighter than looking into the sun white. Her middle name is Joe. Dead giveaway. White Asian, says B. Cole. Wow. Really went off the reservation there, bro. The correct answer is a white lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, can't get them all. I'm going to do one more story. Fuck it. I ain't got a job. 
last night. <laughs> I know, right? Like, like we got like we in a rush to go to work in the morning. Well, you gotta go to work, so I don't want to hold you up. But uh, I do one last one to celebrate my freedom. No judge will ever see Jordan T. Drake as a defendant in his or her courtroom again, his attorney says. If that proves true for the next 18 months, the former Saginaw Arts, Arts and Science Academy student uh, who put semen in a breath mint drop bottle and distributed it to students will have his record sealed. For those that didn't, the student who put semen in a breath mint drop bottle and distributed to distributed it to students will have his record sealed. That's some kind of sex crime or some what? shit. Like, how can you seal that away? That that seems impossible. Saginaw County Circuit Judge Robert L. Kazmarek on Monday, March 18th, sentenced the 18-year-old Drake under the Holmes Youthful Trainee Act. Drake was an academic uh, academic star at SASA said the attorney Jeffrey Rupp, earning honorable status at the school. Rupp said Drake was has suffered enough penalty, including not being able to participate in his commencement ceremony and losing out on attending Michigan State University on a scholarship and interning at Dow Chemical Co. I also feel like um, someone would fuck him up. Uh, Come on now. If he was allowed to just be back at school chilling. The dude that like, served like, everybody's like all good. Yeah, the semen server. He's just like, hey, dog, what's up? I, well, I, got, I got some more for you. I yeah. got a baggy. You need a breath, man. Like, you know, he probably be saying stuff. He think he's sneaky. What's up? Hey, man, your breath kind of tart. You need some. No, I not again. Nothing. From not you. again, Jordan. Nothing. You got me to chase your semen last time, but never your twice. semen to yourself in your hand, sir. Semen on my face once. Shame on you. Semen in my face twice, same on me, because I should have seen it coming both times. Drake wasn't an academic star. Okay, <laughs> Drake has sincerely learned from the experience. You are the last court that will see Mr. Drake, Rupp said to the judge. Kazmarek sentenced Drake to 18 months probation under the act, which seals his records immediately for adulterating a food item. Adulterating a food item is what it's called. Uh-oh. He committed adultery with them breath mints. Uh, if Drake successfully completes the probation, the record will remain sealed and the charge will be dismissed. Drake in January pleaded guilty to the charge, a felony that carries a maximum penalty of four years in prison. Rupp so, said, so I, I, are you cheating against it with his wife? It's adultery. Right. Yeah. It's adultery. This concept. He's like, his wife is shocked to find out. <gasps> I cannot believe this. If only I had gone through his purse, <laughs> I would have known. Uh, a felony that carries a maximum penalty of four years in prison. Um, Rupp said Drake's sentencing agreement called for Kazmarek to sentence him under the Holmes Act if Drake qualified. Rupp said Drake, who declined to speak to as sentencing, is an ideal candidate for the Holmes status. Uh, Saginaw School District Campus Patrol Officer Eric Poole and Saginaw Police Officer Jeffrey Wenzel testified during the first part of Drake's preliminary hearing in June that Drake admitted to putting semen in a bottle of ice drops breath mints. Pool, pool testified. What the hell? You multitasking your sperm? Pool You're like, I'm gonna see what else my sperm tastes good in. Pool testified that an assistant principal told him to speak with Drake after a student on May 15th reported ingesting something given to her by Drake. You, you knew something was up when he was only giving it to chicks too. You know? Yeah. It's like, hey man, let me get one of them. Nah, these for the ladies. These for the ladies. You want? Some, I got some sperm shampoo. What else you need, ladies? Mm-hmm. Put me all over. Anybody your body. need some tannin cream? No, Jordan. 
thanks no last time you gave me some shit i got pregnant i got some lotion uh if anybody needs some good lotion Mm -mm. not your lotion uh drake said the act was intended as a prank yeah a fucking prank rupp argued in october that the breath mint product did not fall under the michigan statutes definition of food and that casimeric should dismiss the charge the judge denied the request saginaw school district spokeswoman sophia mosley said that drake was suspended the day of the distribution drake had enough credits to graduate mosley said and school officials decided that his punishment would be to not be able to participate in commencement activities and that's valid talking about a tic-tac ain't food shit his sperm ain't food charge him yeah i appreciate that they're trying to trying to trying to technically get out fuck you yeah you can guess the race now but uh yeah he tried to slide that shit in on the low uh nws nigga with semen says greg (laughs) (laughs) greg's in the zone today playing games with come the game the person is come white white boy with too much time on his hands really that is the judgment for that crime whiter than hitler's dream Mickey Mouse Club white, swastika semen white, color of semen, committing a felony as a prank, white. The correct answer is black. That's right. Jordan gotcha. T. Drake is a black, black man. Um, and uh, Mr. Spann said it's one of his co-workers. That, that was my clue that you should know he was black. Aww. It would have been easy to, easy to tell, guys. Easy to tell um all right man that's enough for today uh we'll see you guys on saturday morning for those who can do oh it's feedback. cousin and uh we can do uh and we'll do a sunday morning show for everybody else um yes don't forget the blackout uh donate so i can uh keep continue to live and uh try to pursue this dream um don't forget also uh follow us on twitter and all that stuff and all the contact information leave us some comments on the blog post for ask rod p if you have any questions for ask rod p he's on twitter he's at ask rod p so if you have questions that you want him to to give you some uh information uh he will help you out man you know we got men looking through purses we got uh female condoms men who carry that you know so we're <laughs> it's all about the advice helping people to help themselves um and uh sincerely thank you guys as fans and everybody that had so many um kind words to say about you know me losing the job and uh thank you for the love and support yeah man and uh you know obviously uh thanks to karen just uh for being supportive and whatnot man uh it like it's kind of like being dumped by an ugly chick you know where you're happy she's gone, but it's like, how the fuck you dump me? So it's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You go, I, I knew I was better than you, yeah. but I stuck around anyway. Right. So it's a little bit of that too, man. But, um, thank y'all so much. Sincerely. Um, it, it's real, it's real, it's been real fun so far. And, uh, I, I who knows where it's going to go from here, but I only think we know at this time, but yeah. honey, I'm time. It's, it's like the roller coaster ride. I'm going I'm to strap myself in real tight to be sure I don't fall out and just go on, on the roller coaster ride. So we'll talk to you guys later. Um, don't forget Shadow Doll Productions, uh, short film perspective starring Kelly Ryder, really good actress, really good role. She killed it. Check it out. Shoutoutproductions.com slash per.html. Don't forget also, Adam and Eve, put in the code TBGWT, get all your discounts. 
we appreciate everybody that does that stuff and supports the show appreciate y'all to donate that supports the show um until next time i love you you too baby Mwah. yeah Special dedication. Thank y'all. I want to thank you for the fuel. No, really, thank you. Hey, y'all gotta hear this shit. But what my teacher said Said I either be dead or be a reefer head I'm not sure if that's how adults should speak to kids Especially when the only thing I did was speak in class I teach his ass, even better's what my uncle did I pop my demo tape and start to beat my head Peeked out my eye, see if he was beating heads He might as well said, beat it kid, he's on the list It's like I'm searching for kids, like a sneaky head They gonna keep pushing me until I reach the ledge And when I reach the ledge, I tell them all to eat it Take a leap of faith and let my eagle wings spread. 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 To father, further, more other kids either smoke reefer or either move white. There's few writers in my cipher, so they made lighter my typer. Dreams seem dumb, they said wiser. How many guys are you see making it from here? The world don't like us, is that not clear? A riper, I'm different. I can't face what I'm gonna be, or for what everybody isn't. They don't listen, just whispering behind my back. No vision, lack of ambition, so whack. for me is them telling me what I could not be. Ooh, oh, well. Good enough for these offices. Back to the drum bar, ducking offices. It's all-